You are listening to Southern Hostility, your sports headquarters. My name is Stephen Poirier, and I am joined with Nicholas Blackman. That's me. How you doing today, man? Not too bad. How are you? We're doing pretty good. So this is episode number one. This is our first shot at it. First podcast. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. You know, I really like talking sports with you. So, you know, we figured a lot of people should just listen to us talk about sports with each other. I know. So uh, back when we were in college, we had a uh, radio show together. So this is kind of a spinoff. We had a radio show for about three years. Yep. And then kind of after college, we went our separate ways for a bit. I went to law school. You went to grad school. We moved away. And here we are. A couple years later, we're going to try to bring it back. And um, we're going to try. Here we go. This is our second stab at it. Um, we're going to cover pretty much all things sports. Um, we'll cover a little uh, college sports, professional sports. Hopefully, we cover some European sports. Um Pretty much everything, and we kind of have a, as our trailer says, we have a Southern twist, so I'm a Dallas sports fan. Uh, my dad was a huge Dallas fan, so by default, I'm a Dallas fan as well. What about you, Nick? Uh, I was born in Georgia and then transplanted in the north, so a lot of my uh, faith uh, faith in teams is uh, in Atlanta. My loyal That's where my loyalties lie. Uh, so the Braves... When they won in 21, I was super excited. Probably the best day of my life, to be honest. <clears throat> and then uh, I follow the Falcons, unfortunately, to the detriment of my mental health. And the Hawks as well. Uh, there's one team that I'd love to follow. They used to be called the Atlanta Thrashers. Uh, and now, the, what, they're the Calgary Flames, is that it? Or are they the Jets? They're the Winnipeg or... Jets now. <laughs> yep. I mean, I can't like any team, so I follow Boston, which is okay sometimes. And again, they get to the playoffs and they lose to the detriment of my mental health. <laughs> so um, I I'm from, so I'm originally from Massachusetts, but uh, my dad's a Dallas fan. So he raised me a Dallas fan. So I'm a Dallas sports fan for pretty much everything. Um, so Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Dallas Stars, Dallas Mavericks, um, Texas Rangers. Uh, they just won the World Series. That was great. It was amazing. Um, you know, growing up, growing up in New England, you know, being surrounded by all the sports up here, winning all the time. It was pretty nauseating to say the least. You know, to always, you know, we had some, we had some good runs. I mean, we had the the Mavericks way back. Um, fortunately, I'm too young to remember the Dallas Cowboy dynasty of the '90s. Um, you know, and then the Rangers now. And so it's it's an exciting time to be a Dallas fan. Hopefully, you know, everything starts turning around. We'll definitely talk about that. We'll break down everything, everything Dallas sports, and we'll cover everything Atlanta. Um yep. at, and and the University of Georgia, of course. <laughs> Bulldogs. So college sports is where I differ. I'm not a Dallas fan for uh college. I'm an Alabama fan. So roll tide, brother. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, we would be in the championship together if I had my way, but I don't. A bunch of old white dudes do. <laughs> so uh, that game, man, I mean, that's the one time a year, I guess now. I mean, it used to it was never a rivalry before. Like when we were in college, it was never a thing. You know, Alabama and Georgia, it wasn't 
what it is today. I mean, as an Alabama guy, I hate Auburn. I hate LSU, and I really can't stand Tennessee. But uh, I never had too much hate for your Georgia Bulldogs at all. You had some great teams. I mean, and now suddenly, I mean, the media has now made a rivalry because they're both the, you know, the perennial favorites in the college football world. They get the best recruiting classes, five-star after five-star. And now, I mean, essentially it's Alabama's new foe. I mean, it was Clemson for a while. Um, and now it seems to be Georgia. Yeah. I mean, it kind of, I don't really remember a recent SEC championship where it didn't end up being Georgia, Alabama in uh, playing in Atlanta at the end of the year. And the stakes are always high uh, when we play y'all. But we had your number for a few years and you won this time. But I didn't expect to drop all the way down to sixth ranking when we're 12-0 and in the regular season and you finally get to that championship game where we lost by just three points. Mind you, and it's not like we got blown out or anything, and we just dropped so so many po- points in the in the polls. It's it's really unfortunate. I have to say though, I mean, while it was three points, Alabama did dominate that game. I mean, it was close; it came to the end. But I mean, Alabama had a fantastic game. Um, yeah, you had the missed kick early, which could have changed things. But, I mean, who knows what would have happened had that been tied. Milrow had a great game. He went 13 for 23, 192 yards, two touchdowns. Um, I mean, Bond had five receptions for 79 yards. It, it was honestly a great performance by Alabama. I mean, they surprised the world. I mean, not many people had Bama winning this game. And I guess, I mean, this might be Nick Saban's best coaching job ever. I mean, if you look at where we were at the beginning of the season – I mean, it was it was dire straits. I mean, let's look back on this at the beginning of the season because I mean, I was having a meltdown early on. I mean, I remember you the texted season me a lot about how Alabama was overrated and I must be right and high. And I always thought, you know, in the back of my mind that you know eventually Georgia would collapse and uh, and play a really good team eventually. I mean, our schedule was easy compared to yours. It was easier. I mean, you you had some good teams too, and good some good matchups. I mean, everyone was a big thing. with everyone said in the media was like, we barely beat Auburn, right? But I mean, Auburn gave you guys a run for your money too. I mean, yeah. I mean, but I mean, looking at it, I mean, early on, Alabama did not look good, though, right? I mean, they they blew out Middle Tennessee, but I mean, that's not really. I mean, they're barely the bowl subdivision. Yeah. Um, and then I mean, the Texas game, right? A ten point loss at home was completely embarrassing. I, that was utterly. I mean, I remember saying it's September 9th and the season's over. I, it was. I couldn't believe what I was watching. Well, I it's mean, also it's having a loss early on is pretty devastating in the college football world too, because everyone's like flirting with undefeated by the end of the season. You know, I think every pretty much every team except for y'all that made the college football playoff is undefeated. Well, Texas has a loss too. Right. That's um, true. Yeah. I mean, the thing is with 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 the with the college game, right? Because you only get four teams in there. Before, I mean, back in the BCS days, it was two, right? You got mm-hmm. the top two. I mean, you had to almost be perfect every year to make it. Yep. Um, I mean, sometimes you get lucky with the one loss. I mean, Alabama, everyone's gonna say a lot of the national titles were one loss teams, right? They had a lot of losses, a lot of one loss seasons ended up being national championships. I mean 
But that being said, you, you had to play either you had super, super hard schedule, which Alabama played a hard schedule, right? They'd had some yeah. tough, some tough matchups, some tough foes, and they did really well at the end of the year. So to have that one loss, I mean, that's why, you know, people say the SEC bias, but I mean, look at what the SEC this year, I mean, it would, I mean, Alabama's schedule was, I mean, like we said, they lost 10 points to Texas, but after that, they kind of, they ran the table. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the South Florida game was a mess at the half. It was raining. They still won 17 to three. They held them to three points. The defense was off. It was I mean, was on. The offense was off. The quarterback in that game is now playing lacrosse at Notre Dame. So it just shows you how bad the offense was at that point in time. And then, you know, they, they beat Ole Miss 24 to 10. You know, they killed Mississippi State 40 to 17. They beat Texas A&M, who plays as tough every single year, 26-20. They were blowing out Arkansas, and they came back. Um, They blew out Tennessee in the second half. It looked like Alabama was in dire straits in that game. They came back. They blew them out. I mean, that second half was just a slaughter. Then they destroyed LSU. I mean, it was close in the first half. Jaden Daniels goes down, and Alabama destroys them. Um, that Dallas Turner hit highlight reel, absolutely yeah. highlight reel um, on Jaden Daniels. They crushed Kentucky. Chattanooga's barely a bowl subdivision team. They crushed them. And then it was the Auburn game, really, was the next hiccup, right? It was fourth and a mile. And Milro, man, Milro has been something else. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, yeah, that's and that's the guy that showed up for y'all in – the SEC championship game. I mean, he was making the throws he needed to make and he he was killing us too on the ground, I remember. I was just thinking, why can't they tackle this guy? They kind of slowed him down a little bit at the end, but by then it was too late. And like I said, the defense was just super slow. It looked lethargic out there. They didn't have a good night's sleep or something like that. I think what was big with with Georgia, which I was amazed is, is they couldn't get the passing game going. Yeah. Right. I think had you get the passing game going, I think it's a whole different game. Then for some reason, the running game stopped, which Auburn ran all over Alabama. And then they pretty much held you guys. They held Milton pretty well. And then I just thought, here comes the passing game. Here comes the passing game. And then if Bowers isn't hurt, I mean, we're probably talking a different game, right? I mean, yeah. he was, He's he something pretty else. much He's was really the special. facilitator for the offense in the regular season. He, I mean, he, he was, would always make those big plays where you're like, all right, Beck's just going to sling it deep, and Bowers is on the other end of that, and he's he's making the difficult catches too. Like If you look at your receiving, Bowers, five receptions for 53 yards, and then your next best, McConkie, three receptions, 38 yards. You're not winning that way. You no. know, it's just... You know, and then, you know, and then Milton had 13 carries for 42 yards. I mean, the Alabama defense showed up and they balled, and that's that's what killed you. Um, you know, it. it I honestly think the McConkey and the Bowers injury, had they been fully healthy, we could be looking at, you know, Michigan, Georgia, Texas, right? Actually, it yeah. might even be Florida. If Alabama doesn't win that, who knows if Texas even gets in. You might have had Florida State, which would have been a completely different playoff. Um, if you want to like now move on to the college football playoff, I know you're not too interested with Georgia being out, but <laughs> this this is an exciting college football playoff. Yeah, no, I'm I, I'm always excited to to watch the college football playoffs, and I'm gonna watch out for uh, Washington here. 
you know, um, they could, I think they're really the dark horse uh, in this playoff where you haven't really seen them on this stage before. And I'm interested in how that Texas game is going to shake out for them. What I think is interesting is Texas played Washington last year in the Alamo bowl and they lost 27 to 20. Um, I mean, see, a lot of these old bowl games, we'll get into the bowl games that are going on now, but a lot of these bowl games, right, um, a lot of times they don't play starters, they don't matter, and, you know, so it's hard to tell, but last year they did play. You know, I wonder, is that going to tell us something this year? Um, I wonder. I I honestly, what could happen? I mean, Texas has looked good. Every single moment, right, every – Every single time this season, I'm like, is Texas gonna literally, you know, is is are they gonna have egg all over their faces? When when are they gonna choke? When is that Longhorn show coming? And it never came. I mean, they crushed Rice, they beat Alabama, they crushed Wyoming, they crushed Baylor, they crushed Kansas, and then the hiccup came against Oklahoma at, at the Texas State Fair. And they're, you know, I mean, they lost by four. They just couldn't get it going. And that really was like, is that their season? Is it going to start spiraling? And then they, the next week, they struggled against Houston, but they won. And a typical Texas team of the past would have lost that game, but they won. And they crushed BYU. They had a really close one against Kansas State, man. And then they had a close one against TCU. They beat Iowa State by 10. They crushed Texas. I mean, they crushed Texas Tech. And then they absolutely obliterated Oklahoma State in the big in the Big 12 championship game. I mean, that was an absolute ass-kicking. They destroyed Oklahoma State in that yeah. championship game. Um, I mean, seriously, it, it it's it's interesting because they're another team that's been hot, cold, very similar to Alabama, and it would be really, I think, I think the college football world would be quite angry if it's Texas-Alabama, the national championship game. That would be something interesting. Because it was going to be that everyone's going to say it's the same old story with Alabama. They're going to say it's like the LSU Alabama final of uh, of 2011. I think it was 2011, where it was like Alabama lost to LSU and then they played in the national championship game. I mean, everyone's going to say, "Oh, great, Alabama gets another run at a team they lost to." Yeah. But I mean, seriously, you don't you honestly don't know what you're getting out of Texas. You, you don't at all. They've had some quarterback issues. Uh, Ewers went down, and then you know. You have the backup. I mean, you barely saw Arch Manning. I mean, I was very excited for Arch Manning. Um, I thought he was going to be... I didn't think he was going to be an instant starter. I mean, Quinn Ewers is a really good quarterback, but I thought he'd play more this year, and you didn't even... You hardly saw him until Texas Tech. Um, You know, so we'll see if he if he stays. I mean, I've heard some rumors he might transfer. I think he should stay in Texas. I mean, he made like $3 million this year. He makes more money than Brock Purdy. So yeah, <laughs> stay in Texas. Brock Purdy has a roommate, and I'm sure that uh, Manning does not. Uh, Brock Purdy couldn't afford Christmas gifts this year, so McCaffrey had to buy him his Christmas gifts. So, you know, meanwhile, Arch Manning down there in Austin is living luxury. He probably has a penthouse apartment, making yep. three million, and he's not playing. I mean, you can't get better than why transfer. It's like the what's that TV show? Is it Blue Mountain State? With yeah, a backup exactly. Quarterback, he lived the life he's of luxury. Always, always want to be a backup quarterback. <laughs> pretty much that's what arch is living right now i mean he'll get his day he might as well just stay there uh, i mean the way great... the transfer portal is i wouldn't be surprised if he headed somewhere else i won't even know where he would go though i mean ohio state maybe yeah um, I mean, if you want to start playing that game too. i mean 
Ole Miss has killed the transfer portal. Lane Kiffin, I think Lane Kiffin is a great coach. I mean, he gets a lot of lot of crap. I mean, he gets a lot. I mean, the whole leaving Tennessee, you know, he's had some issues in his mm-hmm. past. I mean, he's got some skeletons in his closet for sure. But man, he can bring people in. He makes you believe, and he's he's really turned Old Miss around. I mean, Old Miss is playing in the Peach Bowl. Um, they were a good team. This was a twelve team playoff, like it's going to be next year. They're in it. I think I they're sitting at eleven, so they're probably right on the borderline, but they're probably in it. And I mean, who knows what they could do? You put them in the playoffs, they could get hot at the right time. It, you know, I think I've, I've said for a long time, something tells me Lane Kiffin is going to be Saban's replacement when he retires. I don't think any yeah. Alabama fan wants to hear that, but something just tells me it's going to be Lane Kiffin. Um, you say whether, that, and I always think in the back of my mind that Kirby Smart's going to take the job. He's never leaving Georgia. He's never leaving. If he leaves anywhere, it might be the Falcons, which. I think every single Alabama fan in the world right now is praying he takes that Falcons job when Arthur Smith gets fired. But, I mean, my God. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know I don't know why you leave. You're an alumni. You built the program. At, I mean, I know he did coach at Alabama, and it'd be cool to go back there. But, I don't know. He bleeds Georgia. I don't think, I don't think he leaves Georgia for Alabama. But... I don't know. I really I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I've heard some rumors that Saban might be retiring. I, I keep seeing it. They they keep saying if Alabama wins it this year, he might he might walk away. I mean, supposedly I I, his daughters. I had feel some like comments. they've been saying that for the last few years with him. I don't even know what he's got left to achieve. Honestly, I mean, how many how many college football championships has he won? National championships, just in his tenure at 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 Alabama. He's at what, six like at Alabama. Six at Alabama. That's that's Brady level type of championships. Yeah, it is. I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't know. It. It's. It, I don't know. I mean, what at this point? What are you chasing though? Yeah. I mean, he. I mean, he. He's up there in age. I mean, he's in his seventies. I mean, he's got grandkids. I mean, at, at what are, at this point are you chasing? Do you want to be Bear Bryant? Do you want months after you retire to die? Like, yeah, you know, right. I mean, do you want to go out like that? I mean, you could just go. He's got enough money now. He could go to his lake house that everyone talks about, or he could go live on the beach somewhere. He's got enough money. He can just kick back. I mean, but then again, I mean, some of these football guys, this is what makes them tick, right? So they don't think like you and I, you and I are thinking about going to a beach or going to a mountainside and you retiring, but these guys more. are, they're different. Yeah. That's the same thing with Bill Belichick. I mean, he should have retired last year or the year before. He's still coaching the Patriots, though. That's true. How much longer? We don't know. But he is still yep. coaching the Patriots. <laughs> um, so back to the college football playoff. What's your prediction here? What do you think happens? Well, I'm thinking that, honestly, the the Sugar Bowl is a toss-up for me. I, I look at both of these teams, and I'm thinking, you know, they both had – really good explosive games where they scored like 500 points or so. And then, you know, they have the games where they struggle against these non-seeded teams. Like Washington had an issue with, uh, what was it? Uh, Arizona. Yeah, Arizona. I mean, I, I can't believe that and Arizona State against Arizona State, you only score 15 points 
and you almost lose the game pretty much. I mean, like a touchdown and a field goal and, and you're done, you know? Um, so yeah, the, the sugar bowl is a toss up for me, but then I look at the Alabama Michigan game and I'm, I, I'm in the same mind as you, if Alabama shows up like they played against Georgia, then they're going to win the game and they're going to blow out Michigan. But if Alabama shows up and they don't know what's going on and they, you know, play like they just woke up at 1am in the morning, uh, I think Michigan wins that. Uh, it, it, You never know what you're getting with Alabama this season. You, you don't. That's the thing. They, there's no consistency. They're Jekyll and Hyde. And, I mean, at this half the time the center, I mean, can't even get the snap correct. I mean, this Alabama team might be one of the weakest Saban has had in the playoff. I think this team is super weak compared to his other teams. Like, if you look, I think, honestly, I think Saban's best team was the 2021 with Mac Jones. Mm -hmm. That team just dominated. You had a global pandemic in the background, and they just – absolutely slaughtered everybody. I think the yep. Florida the Florida Gators SEC championship game was the closest game. They just went through and killed everyone. But this year it's just been it's been a struggle. I mean, they struggled with South Florida. Like we said that was 17 to 3. Yeah. And Michigan has kind of walked over everybody. I mean, you could say the game with Ohio State was relatively close came to the end, but I mean, Michigan has kind of walked through it. I mean, they didn't have hardball for a while. Um but it didn't seem it, it. Maybe it affected them. Maybe it didn't. But it seems to be they're a better. It, on paper, they look like a better team. They do. But they also play in a different conference. You got Alabama that's in the SEC, right? The SEC is supreme. They, they're the best football conference. They're, you know, you know all like the all the best prospects are all going there. The you know best recruits. It, you know, it seems to be that the SEC is king. So I mean, it's hard to knock an SEC champion, that team that just beat Georgia. But then Georgia also hasn't wasn't a dominant force this year either. They had weaknesses yeah. as well. So I mean it's every single one of these teams clearly has weaknesses. And I, I could honestly go I mean you could honestly be saying in two weeks time Washington's a national champion, which would be wild. I mean Yeah that that that's not a headline that I thought I would see or think of uh you know just a few months ago. I was thinking, you know, UGA Alabama in the college football championship. That's what I thought. And I'm sure you thought the same thing. I mean, I think that's what most people would want. I mean, I think what should really happen is you should play a best of seven Alabama versus Georgia and whoever wins the best of seven is the national champion. I think it's clear that I think the on paper those are the best two best two teams, best two programs. They got the best recruits. Um, they got the best rosters. Uh, no, those we are the do, best. We can do two. best of three. I think if we do best of seven, someone's gonna die. It's probably someone's <laughs> gonna die, but I think those are the best two teams in the country. Yeah, on paper, I, I, those are the best yeah. two. I, I, I last year, the year before, I mean, I remember last year thinking, uh, why wasn't Alabama in the college football playoff? You know, I just thought that they they were gonna make it in, and said TCU was number two. I mean, I never understood that, I mean, and then and I the mean, TCU comes back and looks terrible. I mean, what killed Alabama last year was the two losses. I think they lost both games by a combined three points, but those two losses killed those two losses killed them. And yeah. I think, I mean, I think you look at it. I think last year, I mean, and then you saw in the Sugar Bowl last year when they absolutely dominated Kansas State. I think 
you know, most people are saying, all right, Alabama probably deserved to be in the college football playoff. They're probably the, you know, a top four team in the country, but they lost games and that's what killed them. And it was stupid mistakes. And that's what I'm worried about. It's going to happen with Michigan is stupid mistakes. That center cannot snap the football. You're at the university of Alabama where you're surrounded by the best. You can't snap the football. I mean, honestly, for the longest time, we couldn't find a kicker. Um, Riker's been pretty good, but we have not been able to find a kicker. It's, you are Alabama. Find a kicker. Figure it out. And like I said, so, I mean, we don't know what team we're getting. I mean, but Michigan, but you also have teams in here that historically choke. Michigan chokes. Texas chokes. Washington, I mean, <laughs> they haven't really been in this spotlight. I think they made the playoff once and they got killed by um, Alabama a few years. I mean, I think we killed them. Um, yeah. That was a, a long time ago. But seriously, it it could go either way. I think if I had to pick, I think I think Texas, Alabama would be the most exciting for me. Obviously, I'm completely biased here. Um, I think that'd be a great game, a great rematch, and I think Alabama could win that one. I don't I don't know if Saban loses the same team twice in a year. Um, I think that I think that game also gets probably maybe the best ratings. If you want to go from a ratings probably. perspective, yeah. I think Alabama, Texas might get might get the uh the crown there. I mean, I'm Michigan too. I mean, Michigan, Texas might get it too. Um, I don't know if anyone from a ratings perspective with, with TV deals with ESPN, I don't think ESPN wants Washington in this game. Um, obviously that has no, I don't think that has any factor in it, but if you're ESPN, you're sitting there and you're like, Oh, Alabama, Texas would be amazing. Um, Michigan, Texas would be amazing. I mean, you want those big markets, right? So you want everyone in Texas watching. You want, you would like, you would love the South. You would love, you know, uh, the Midwest as well. So, I mean, from that perspective too, you got to look at that from TV ratings. But yeah. if, I, if I had to guess though, I think it's Alabama, Texas. Yeah, I would. I mean, I see that happening. I, I just wish that UGA got into this playoff because I would have loved to see uh, them play Michigan because I always thought last year that's, that should have been the college football national championship was Michigan, Georgia. But then they lost to TCU by like six points and <laughs> like a crazy shootout. I, I, see that that's what I'm talking about with Michigan. Is that that's why I'm saying like, and that's what I'm saying with the same thing with Alabama with this game. It's like this Rose Bowl could be ridiculous in any one direction. Yeah, because who's going to show up? Right. Honestly, I mean, it, I mean, seriously, Michigan should have won that game last year. And I think that was Michigan's national championship last year. I think their window was last year to win it. I think they probably, I think they could have beaten Georgia last year. I don't know what happened. That that TCU game was wild. I remember sitting there and I'm like, what is going on? And then obviously TCU didn't have a prayer. Um, It was a great story. Great story. Not a single, I mean, there's a a saying, you know, you need to have top recruiting classes to win a national championship. And TCU did not have, you know the firepower. Did it not? They have just the looked outclassed. I remember. I just, I just like stopped watching the game after a while. I'm a Georgia fan. I was like, I got other things to do. I know they got this. I'll turn it back on in the fourth quarter and see them celebrate. <laughs> That's essentially what I did too. I watched the beginning. I was like, well, this is over, and then I turned it back on for like the last two minutes just to see, make sure it got done. But yeah, I mean, yep. I hope that doesn't happen this year. I hope we get close games all the way around. Um, I hope Alabama's crowned the national champion, and I hope Saban doesn't retire. But, you know, we'll we'll see what happens. But, I mean, moving on, we got some other bowl games, though. Um, 
We got some interesting New Year's Six. I mean, we talked a lot about Georgia, but you got Florida State. That's probably the best um, non-playoff bowl game uh, yep. in the Orange Bowl. Even though now Florida State is on their third quarterback because their second quarterback entered the transfer portal and their first quarterback is out for the season. <laughs> so we'll see how that game goes. The Florida State, the the absolute chaos that's going around that program right now is has kind of been funny to watch as an outsider, especially as, as a fan of an SEC team. I, I get a kick out of this. Um, Florida State, okay? You had a fantastic year. Sure, you went undefeated. Um, let's go through. I want to go through Florida State season because I'm really sick and tired of their fans and the ACC being upset. Let's really go through this, okay? They beat LSU, okay? Great. That's probably your, that's probably your best win. You beat Southern Miss. That's a nobody. You barely beat Boston College. 31-29. You struggled against Boston College. I get it's early, but you struggled. You beat Clemson, who wasn't good this year. You beat Virginia Tech, wasn't good. Syracuse, wasn't good. You beat Duke. Duke had a decent year. Beat Wake Forest, not good. Beat Pittsburgh, not good. You barely got by Miami. And, you know, okay. North Alabama, you were struggling because you lost your quarterback in that game. You go to the Swamp and you play Florida, your big rival. You struggled, but you pulled it off. And then your next best win is Louisville, who that game was atrocious. That was one of the worst conference championship games I have ever seen. The the quarterback play, horrendous. The offense was terrible. I get that the defense held Louisville to six points. But, I mean, Louisville comes on, they come on tonight, right? I think they're actually on right now. I think they're playing USC right now. Yep. But Louisville's an okay team. But, I mean, I get that you're undefeated. You're in the ACC. You're in a weaker conference. I mean, it's just not what it is. I mean, I get that Clemson did it, had a fantastic run a few years back. They went on an amazing run. They had some great recruiting classes. Dabo put together some amazing teams. Trevor Lawrence was unbelievable. Those games against Alabama were great. But the rest of the conference, I mean, and you look at even the Clemson teams, they walked through the ACC. Yeah. The ACC is not difficult. Usually, I mean, that's that's the thing. I mean, Florida State was going to get rocked by whoever they played. Any one of these four teams in there would have killed them. It's just, that's, that's the thing. I mean, I see why they want to leave the ACC now. Sure. Because you're not, you're not going to, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, you have to be really, really good to win in the playoffs. And just their, their, conf- their schedule is just not good. I mean, compared yeah, to Alabama. I mean, if they, if they want to move to the SEC, they feel real confident about it. Go ahead. They'll get exposed. The SEC I mean, doesn't want them. Yeah. I guess well, I, saw, I saw an article today. The SEC does not want them. Yeah. Um, I, wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, like, where, where are they going to go? I mean, they, would they go to the AAC? I mean, they go to the Big Twelve, I guess, but like Big Ten, maybe. I mean, I I don't know if the Big Ten takes them. Yeah, I mean, I mean another another problem is like their endowment's not that big. You're the second school in Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, you know, the gate, you know, the University of Florida gets more most of the money. You have a smaller endowment. Realistically speaking, you get some history there, right? They have won national championships. They're more newer. 
you know, I mean, I wouldn't call them a college football blue blood. I mean, they've won. Don't get me wrong. They have won. They have had, you know, some good history, but a lot of it starts in the 90s. Um, one could argue that the Florida Gators, it kind of starts in the 90s too, but, you know, I mean, it's going to be hard for them to join the SEC because the Florida Gators are going to back, they're going to block that. Uh, South Carolina is going to block that. Um, they're not going to want them to join. You know, they already get enough competition as it is. Um, I think the Big Ten is probably their best, their best shot. And I don't think the Big Ten wants to take them because I don't think they have the academics to be in the Big Ten. Uh, maybe they, I mean, I don't think they have the endowment or the academics. I mean, the Big Ten has some pre-prestigious academic institutions. So I don't know if they take them. So, I, I honestly don't know. I think the Big 12 is where they'd go. And I don't know, is the Big 12 that much of an upgrade? Because Oklahoma and Texas are gone. Yeah. <laughs> so, they're then it's going to look like a desperation move by the Big 12 to be like, stay relevant. It's not just the desperation move, but I mean, I feel like it's I feel like it's a lateral move. I feel like you should just stay the way the ACC is going and the teams they're taking in. Right, they're getting Cal and Stanford. They're going to get SMU, which SMU we'll talk about them later. But SMU is going to be pretty good. Their boosters are going to make sure they're good. Um, you know, they're, they'll definitely pay their way. And I I think you're better off staying in the ACC. And I think the playoffs expanding. I mean, they're flipping out, but next year they're in the playoff. You might as well, I mean, I think um, I saw an article on ESPN where uh, someone from their program said years ago, we want to stay, it's an easier ride in. I mean, think about it. If they stay where they are, they got an easier schedule because it's a basketball conference. Let's be real. It's the yeah. ACC is the, probably the best basketball conference there is. So, you know, they'll, I mean, they'll walk into the playoff and then if they get hot at the right time, like Clemson did, you bring enough recruits and you're going to dominate that way and you're in anyway. So I think they should just calm down. I think they should fight hard in the Orange Bowl because technically they can still win a national championship in this in this uh in the Orange Bowl. There is the old BCS computer. I think it's the BCS computer or one of the poll systems. Now everyone has forgot with the playoff, a lot of people forgot the poll systems, but there's still polls that declare national champions that are recognized by the NCAA. I saw something if the right situation happens, and I, I'm pretty sure if it's Michigan and Washington lose and Florida State wins out, they're the only undefeated team left. I think they're crowned national champions by one of the polls and they can still claim it. So they can still technically be national champion. I mean, it's like a central Florida thing, like, you know, you yeah, know a few right. years back. I mean, <laughs> it's, is it really a national champion? But they can still claim it. And they can still yeah. say, hey, we were robbed. And then you could say what would have happened. And then next year in the 12-team playoff, they win their games. They win the ACC, they're right back in it, and then suddenly everyone forgets about this year. And then 10 years from now, they're going to say, oh, they were a national champion. I mean, if you look back at the 90s, I think Colorado won once, and someone else shared it with them, and there's two national champions. Does anyone look back and say, who was the real national title champion that year? Not really. They just say, oh, you won a national championship. Um, Down the line, no one's going to care anyway. So I would just, you know, stand pat. I would just relax if I were them. If I was their fan base, just relax. Go win your orange. Go go beat Georgia, and then when you beat Georgia, then you can complain. Yeah, right? if that happens with a third quarterback <laughs> who threw fifty-five yards last game. Hey, I mean Georgia's playing starters, so I mean yeah, they, they might get they might be a slaughter. Which if it's a slaughter, if Florida State gets killed, they got to shut up. 
Yeah, no, that's for sure. Because, yeah, you're not in the playoff, but you're playing one of the best teams in the country. So go win your game and then complain to me. Yeah. Um. But we get some other bowl games, too, that are fun for New Year's Six that's outside the Orange Bowl. Um, We got the Peach Bowl. I'm actually really looking forward to the Peach Bowl. You got Penn State and Old Miss, which these two programs, historically, they both lose to their big rivals every year. You got Old Miss that... You know, struggles against Alabama. They struggled against Georgia. Fantastic team, though. You know, would have been in a 12-team playoff most likely. And Penn State, who can beat everybody but Ohio State and Michigan every year. So that's a good bowl game. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm a Georgia boy, so I'm always watching out for the Peach Bowl and love watching football games being played in Atlanta. And it's always funny that, you know, you see Mercedes-Benz Stadium all packed with college football fans, and then you watch the Falcons and you're wondering where it all went wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's the kind of the opposite with the Cotton Bowl. So the Cotton Bowl is in Dallas. It's at the, where the Cowboys play. And actually, it's technically Arlington, not Dallas, but um, still the Metroplex. But that's yeah. Ohio State, Missouri. I don't think... I'm not too excited for this game. Um, Ohio State, I don't know what's... I mean, they lose their quarterback to the transfer portal. Another, you know, transfer portal loss. He goes to Syracuse. And, you know, I mean, I don't know if they got their heart in it, right? They they lost to Michigan, and they kind of just... That's another team who you could say in a 12-team playoff, Ohio State could still win a national title. I mean, Ohio State had a good year. You lose one game. Like Georgia, they're on the outside sitting in. And if you have... You know, twelve team playoff. I mean, they could win it. I mean, yeah, they pretty much they would have probably would have won it last it's year. It's tough how like everything with Ohio State went down, and that's how Marvin Harrison Jr. is is kind of heading into the draft. Really, I mean, if Ohio State could pass you last year, they they win the whole thing. Yeah. So I mean, that Georgia Ohio State game was for the national championship because they were going to crush TCU. Um. So I mean, if they had won that game, what's different in history, right? Yeah, I mean, their exactly. coach isn't on the heart's hot seat. They probably have a national championship. Yeah, they lose to Michigan three years in a row. But whatever. Now they yeah. don't have a national championship, and they've lost to Michigan three years in a row. Which is hilarious because, I mean, that, that Michigan... It's just unfortunate. I mean, that Ohio State... Ohio State had a run, and Michigan was their whipping boy for a long time. And now, they, man, they are they are... They do not know what's going in Columbus. They do not have a concept of reality right now. Um, hey, they are you know, definitely. We know Ohio is just the the center of sports greatness. <laughs> I mean, Cleveland, all Cleveland sports, the Browns. Joe Flacco is an elite quarterback. Came back from retirement just to show Deshaun Watson how it's done. The Cleveland Cavaliers, sure they had their time when LeBron was there, but uh, what have you done lately? And then you got the the Guardians now, who are have been terrible since they lost to the Cubs. So talk about a miserable place to be a sports fan. Terrible, and I mean, you live in Ohio. On top of it, it's not like you know we live in in Atlanta, an actual nice city, and and then you got to look at Cleveland all day. Watch your teams lose, and then you got to live in Cleveland. <laughs> or watch your teams lose, and you can live in Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> at least, at least you get, you, like you said, you, you get the weather. You know, you got nice warm weather in Atlanta. You know, it's you're a little bit closer. I mean, I guess 
still a good ways. Both of them are good ways from the ocean. I mean, yeah, sure. You gotta you know, drive a few hours to the ocean, but you know, Savannah's a fantastic city. It is Be- beautiful very, city. Very underrated city. Yeah. Very as people sleep on that city is very nice. Mm-hmm. So but yeah, I mean back to Cleveland. I just Ohio's a miserable I mean, outside Ohio State though, I mean, there's not been a lot of winning No. In that area. No, I mean the Bengals kinda brought a little hope and then Joe Burrow goes down. But I mean Bengals fans had some hope. I mean, but if you look at the other sports, I mean, the Blue Jackets and the NHL are terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, LeBron brought some hope to, with the the Cavs, right? There's some hope there. Um, I mean, you were so bad you lost to the Cubs in the uh, uh, World Series. That's embarrassing. I mean, the Cubs were cursed and you lose to them. So that's just saying something about their baseball team. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then the the Cleveland Browns have been an absolute joke for so long, but we're living in a bizarre world in the NFL with both the Lions and the Browns good, which we'll we'll talk about that. But I mean, seriously, I mean Ohio Ohio has had some tough luck with football uh, with some sports in general. And I mean, I wonder if their sports teams just start winning. Will like palm trees just start growing? Will a beach suddenly appear? Will suddenly Ohio become a destination people want to live in? Oh yeah, absolutely. That that's exactly what happened. That's why Hawaii is winning so many college <laughs> football championships. Oh yeah, I mean, the, honestly though, I think like you would think Hawaii could attract uh, recruits. Like yeah, honestly, I I would want to live in Hawaii for like a few months out of the year. I I mean, like if half someone... of the year you're living there, and then you can go back home for for your summer. I mean, seriously, it, as a high school student. Like the coach would only have to come out. He'd have to fly me to Hawaii, take me, uh, take me to the beach, and be like, "You can live here. Here you go. You can live right in a beach house right here. Here you go. Just throw the football. Okay. <laughs> okay. Cool. I mean, I would a hundred percent. You would have me hooked. I mean, how many people are really going to the NFL anyway? You might as well live in, you know, in paradise for four years, yep. and then <laughs> go from that. I don't know. I'm always amazed that Hawaii can't get. Recruits. I mean, I gotta say that it must be terrible though having to fly. Like those are some long flights. Oh yeah, it is a long all flight. Your away games. Especially, especially if you live on the East Coast. Yeah, that's. I mean, you are pretty far from family, but it's only four years. You get to live in paradise, and I mean, essentially, as a college athlete, everything's paid for too. Yep. So I mean, it's paid. You're pretty much paid. You. I mean, even when we were in school, you weren't. There was no NIL, but I mean, you're still getting paid pretty much. I mean, that would have been amazing. To, I would 100% have taken that up. I mean, I, I would have taken Hawaii up. I totally would have given it a thought. Um, but then again, I mean, if Alabama comes calling, though, I mean, that there's no question in my mind. I would, you know, I mean, I'm sure, you know, you know, Texas could have called and it might have got me thinking. I mean, Austin's a fantastic city. Um, you know, Texas could have got me thinking at least, you know, being in the state of Texas would be great. You know, not too far from Dallas to be wonderful. I definitely would think about it, but I think at the end of the day, when Alabama comes calling, all you got to show me is uh, Mark Ingram's gloves, man. You know, <laughs> that that's what hooked me. That was a kid. That's what hooked me. Mark Ingram throwing up the A's and the gloves, and that was it. That was it. That's how you got me on the Alabama train. You sucker. <laughs> but you know, but anyway, uh, some other bowl games. Let's go through these. I mean, we got some fun bowl games. Um, the Duke's Mayo Bowl just ended. West Virginia are Mayo Bowl champions. 
They beat North Carolina. Um, Man, I, I'm just laughing because I remember right before we started recording, you watched them live eat a donut that was covered in mayo. What, like a beautiful Krispy Kreme donut, just pristine, and just ruined it oh. and eat it with mayo. I, I can hear your disgust right now. Oh my God, it was so gross. I literally saw the uh, commentator take an amazing Krispy Kreme donut. Right, a Krispy Kreme donut is like a delicacy. He takes the donut, he then takes a thing of mayo, and he he spreads the mayo on the donut. I was like, "What am I watching? This is grotesque!" And then he eats the mayo from the donut. Like he eats Terrible. the donut with the mayo. I'm like, "Oh my god, what are you doing?" Like this, some stuff mayo goes on like a sandwich. You can maybe get some, make some, I um, like maybe a chipotle mayo. You can dip some fries in or something. Who puts mayo on a donut? That is yeah, gross. It's so grotesque. It, what gross. you did see is off camera. It was Will Levis. His mouth was just watering. He was like, wow, mayo. He was like, maybe I should go get some mayo in my coffee. Mm. Delicious. I mean, that's that's gross, too. I, I, I can't put mayo in my coffee. I'll put, like, maybe I'll put butter if you gave me some money. But mayo, come on. Come on. Gross. Just Seriously. absolutely gross. I got to say, though, I love the name, the Duke's Mayo Bowl. I mean, honestly, just it's so funny. The Mayo Bowl, it's hilarious. They really I, just I, name I, bowls whatever they're going to be named now. Like, they just come up with, with names. Like the Pop-Tarts Bowl. Like, some of them, some of them are, are like brand names. Like, you got the, like the Cheez-Its Citrus Bowl. I mean, I've never seen a citrus cheese it, but okay. Uh, you got the um, the uh, the famous Idaho potato bowl. Yep, that is a great name. I mean, hey, your uh, your local Atlanta-based team, Georgia State, won that one, forty-five twenty-two over Utah State. Ooh. Um, you get some really funny ones though, like um, famous toastery bowl. Um. My God, you get some the Myrtle Beach Bowl, um, the um, in Dallas the other night. Um, there was the first responder bowl at SMU, Texas. Texas State won against Rice, and they they, they stormed the field after, and they sold the place out of beer. What a how <laughs> how cool is that? Way to go, Texas State. There you Way go. To go, man. Um. That was cool. I mean, you get some what some other ones. Um, today you got the Holiday Bowl, USC Louisville. Um, it's probably yeah, a decent on one right now. Looks, um, looks pretty close, fourteen to seven right now. That's a good game. I mean, some of these. See, that's the thing with a bowl game. Sometimes you get a great game, and sometimes they're just blowouts. Yeah. Um, it's really like a. It, it, I mean, like the Mayo Bowl ended up being a blowout at the end. I feel like some teams just give up too. Um, right, especially because they're not in the playoff. Like they've probably already played their uh, championship game already. These most of these teams, like they've they've gone and played like the Big Ten championship or the, you know, the ACC championship, and they're just sitting in these bowl games after that and wondering why do I even want to play this. I don't blame them either, honestly. I mean, 
Georgia can go out and, and play their parts out if they want, but it doesn't really change the fact that they lost to Alabama. I, I think what, what I think right now is a team that played in the championship game, they won the American Conference, and they got completely hosed is the SMU Mustangs. Now, <laughs> they should be in a New Year's Six. They should be playing in the Fiesta Bowl against Oregon. But no, they put the Liberty Flames in the Fiesta Bowl. Who's going to get killed? Oregon can play their backups, and they're going to kill Liberty. I get that Liberty's undefeated in their conference. yip de doo the cow says moo. I mean, they played nobody. Liberty played absolutely nobody. They beat New Mexico State, right? They beat them twice, and that was enough. Let's go through Liberty's schedule. They got a New Year's Six Bowl and SMU is out, which I'm I, saying is that they definitely paid somebody off to be a complete that, travesty. That. I mean, honestly, I don't know if Liberty's one of those. It's like an online school. I think it's like an online Christian school that's newer. I mean, they're newer to the whole sports game. It's yeah. interesting. They kind of came up right after NIL. It's it's very interesting how they rose. Who knows what's going on there? But, I mean, they're, <laughs> they're kind of I'm telling I mean, you, they're paying their players and they're paying oh, other people off. Totally. But I mean, like, I first discovered them. I was watching NASCAR once, and like they sponsored a, a car. I was like, "Oh, it's probably one of those online schools." And then next thing I know, I see them playing college football. I'm like, "Who is this school?" And like, let's go through who they played. They played Bowling Green. Okay, uh, top tier. Top. I mean, a, t- a totally. You know, they're fighting for national championships for sure. They played New Mexico State the first time. They beat them. They beat Buffalo. Buffalo is. I mean. One of the few I've had has seen has produced NFL talent. Um, then they played FIU, Florida International University. Um, they played uh, Sam uh, Houston. Um, they played Jacksonville State. And Jacksonville State, not even the Jacksonville State that's in, not like Jacksonville, Florida, but like Jacksonville, Alabama. Um, they played Middle Tennessee. Alabama played them too and destroyed them. They, they won by a, uh, a touchdown. Uh, then they played Western Kentucky. They played Louisiana Tech. At least uh, Louisiana Tech is another school I've heard of. They produced uh, Terry Bradshaw. Um, don't know how relevant they've been in like the past, you know, fifty years, but they did produce Terry Bradshaw. Now uh, you're seeing Terry Virginia. Bradshaw live on television is like an Alzheimer's experiment. When is he going to finally lose it? Where he's <laughs> he's he's doing like Sunday countdown, and he just like falls to the floor he's drooling he's a mess one of these days what my all-time favorite terry bradshaw moment is when he was in that movie failure to launch and did you ever see that movie i think it had um uh, it has been a while um was it uh matthew mcconaughey in that i think it was matthew mcconaughey yeah, right and then i think sarah jessica parker i think are in that movie yep and that's, like that's both of them bradley cooper Zoe Deschanel. yeah yeah, and um, he he moves out, and then he comes back, and, it, and Terry Bradshaw has like a nude room or something. Oh my, that's like an all time clip in a movie. It was so funny. I think I, he did a really good job. But talk about he was like what Gronk is doing now is what Terry Bradshaw did for years. I think <laughs> <laughs> I think Terry Bradshaw made a bigger name for himself on TV than I think he ever did as a player, and he was a good player. Yeah. Oh my god, all time legend. Um, so back to Liberty. Then they beat Old Dominion. Who had a legendary meltdown in their bowl game? Mm-hmm. A legendary meltdown. They were up big. They completely blew it. Absolute joke. Um, then they played UMass. 
Um, UMass local school for us. I mean, they're more of a hockey school. Um, they do still have a football program. They are independent, have not been very good in a long time, but Hey, they beat UMass. Um, and then Liberty beat, um, university of Texas, El Paso. Um, and then they beat New Mexico state again, and that qualified for a new year's six bowl. Meanwhile, SMU who got completely hosed. They I just two- don't, I don't, I don't get how Liberty gets an 18 rank. <laughs> I, I don't. They get did it. not play anybody like at all, and no. like they're ranked 18. No, not at all. And it, it really got me aggravated because uh, SMU, I consider a Dallas-based team. I, I follow them pretty closely. Uh, I'm so happy they're moving to the ACC. I, I really want the Pony Express back. I'm very, very excited for their program. Um, and I, I felt like they were absolutely screwed. Like they should have got a New Year's Six. They should be in the Fiesta Bowl. They deserved it. They're the American Conference champions. The American is supposed to be the best out of the non-Power 5 conferences. It Seriously, they got absolutely screwed. And then listen to who they played. They beat Louisiana Tech, too. They crushed them, 38-14. to 14. They then went and played actual schools. So get this. They played Oklahoma. They lost 28-11. to 11. Not bad. They didn't get killed. Yeah, that's not bad. For a smaller school, not bad. And it was close towards towards till the end of the game. They crushed Prairie View. Um, and then here's their second loss. They lost to TCU. Rivalry game. It's a big rivalry between the two schools. Um, they lost that one. Close game, hard fought. And then after that, they went on a run. They ran the table. They beat Charlotte. They beat East Carolina. They beat Temple. So far, schools we've heard of. They beat Temple 55-0. to um, they beat Tulsa 69 to 10, another school we've heard of. They beat Rice. Um, they beat North Texas. They beat Memphis. We've heard Memphis. Memphis has been around. Um, they beat Navy teams that we see on TV. And then they yep. beat Tulane and Tulane's probably their best win. Tulane had they won probably gets the new year's six, but no, they put them in the Fenway bowl. Probably one of the worst bowl games to be in. The Fenway Bowl. They're playing tomorrow at 11 a.m. at Fenway, and it's going to downpour in Boston. Oh, it's okay? going to be beautiful. Oh. Imagine, it is December 27th, and it's going to downpour in Boston tomorrow. You want Imagine playing a bowl game in Boston. It's cold, it's rainy, miserable experience, when they could have gone to the Fiesta Bowl and they could have played in Arizona in a dome. But I feel like they're getting punched, and they're playing Boston College, who's a 6-6 six and six ACC team, which they're probably going to kill. And it's a home game for Boston College. Talk about absolutely screwing them over. I there's going to be like five Boston fans College. in Fenway. <laughs> what? I mean, there's going to be like five fans in Fenway, and four of them are going to be Boston College fans. And then that one SMU fan is going to be you. Yeah, I know. I'm going to be <laughs> I'm going to the game. It's an 11 a.m. game. So it was, I was like looking up to like, what what fan stuff do they have? They have, so next to Fenway Park, if you've ever been, they have the House of Blues. They're doing a fan fest at the House of Blues. And then I think that starts at like 8 a.m. That's the only thing open because none of the bars, none of that is open. I went to the Fenway Bowl last year too. It was Louisville versus Cincinnati. They did nothing. You couldn't really tailgate because it's in the city. It's like early morning. None of the bars open. Nothing's fun about it. So 
talk about just a miserable experience. So like, I'm going to go to the game. I, 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 there's no tailgating. So that's going to suck. And then you're going to go in and then you're going to pay overpriced for a beer. And then they're going to add, they should absolutely kill Boston college. I'm thinking yeah. it should be double digits. I mean, you can't bet the game um, because in Massachusetts, you can't bet um, the local sports teams. Uh, the local college sports team, so you can't bet Boston College. But if I could, I would throw a lot of money on SMU to cover the spread. And the spread must be ridiculous. I mean, I, I would I would say they win by double digits. They guaranteed. Easily. I just don't see Boston College even putting up a fight, really. No, I just... I mean, who are they? They don't even, they're probably not going to play. I mean, half their players, you know, they're going to crush them. I think SMU is going to come to play, too. I mean, this means something for SMU. This is a program that's... You know, is still trying to recover from the death penalty like 30 years ago. And, you know, I think, I mean, if we talk about SMU for a second, they're coming. I've been telling people for a long time with NIL, a thing now, they can openly pay their players, which they have been. They pay their men's basketball team, I believe, and I believe they play their men, the football team. I think each player is left, they're on scholarship, I think, get 36000 a year, I think. I remember reading an article about that. So they're paying them already. And I mean, they got the money. SMU has a, a big endowment. They got it. They're in a very wealthy part of Dallas. Um, and they got some history too. I mean, if you want to talk about history, they got they won in the 80s. I know Florida State tried to attack them and they're trying to get out of the ACC. They attacked SMU quite a bit. But I mean, if SMU doesn't get the death penalty... They're probably they probably get moved to the Big Twelve over Baylor, and they're probably they're in the Big Twelve now. I mean, they're probably what Oklahoma State is, probably no death penalty. They're probably Oklahoma State, I would assume. Yeah, and I mean, they're probably much more of a power. I mean, now I mean, you're putting a team. If you look at the rest of the like, if you look at all these conferences, the teams in Dallas, so. You can go to some of the best recruits in the country in Texas already, and you tell them you're moving to Dallas. You're paying them, so you're going to live in the best city in Texas. In my opinion, Dallas is the best city in Texas. I'm sure people in Houston would would disagree, and I'm sure Austin, they disagree too. But you're going to live in the best city. You're going to get paid very well, and there's things to do. You know, and like you get some other teams that come across, like, I mean, Texas Tech out in Lubbock. I mean, you're out in the middle of nowhere. I mean... Oklahoma State, you're in Stillwater, out in the middle of nowhere. Um, you know, Oklahoma get produces NFL talents. It's a little bit different. I mean, Norman's smaller on the smaller side, but they're not too far from Oklahoma City, so they're still going to get people. But, I mean, honestly, you move to the ACC, a weaker conference to begin with, you can, with enough money, SMU can become a real power. And I think, I think within the next 10 years, they might have a national championship. I really do. Wow, that's a bold claim there. I think I, you give them ten years. I think they're at least they're at least a runner up. At least I mean they also well, how have the playoffs like, going. They're I I think they make it into the playoff. I mean they're they're ranked seventeen this year. If they just want to win one more game, then I think they're they're top twelve. Yeah, I mean they they probably would have made it. Yeah, realistically, if they had won, if they had beaten TCU, which after next year. They'll be ACC, so they'll be about the equivalent of TCU. So they could probably get the same recruiting class. Mm-hmm. So say they beat TCU next year and you win, and they would have won. What you know, they're probably in the playoff. You're right, yeah. Which is a whole different than they can start winning some games. I mean, I saw their class of 2025. Their recruiting class is pretty good. 
And I think they have a uh, a five-star recruit who's committed so far. Um, you know, I think they were able to get recruits in the 80s before the death penalty, and now it's legal to pay people. So I think they'll easily be able to pay again, and I think they'll be definitely competitive. I mean, like I said, I think the ACC is weak to begin with, and but they get recruits and they produce NFL talent. So I, I think they can really make a name for themselves. Um, so if anyone's listening and they want to put a future on somebody, put a future on them to win a national championship. I bet the odds are like ridiculous. I bet you can make a lot of money. So just a little uh, tidbit there. Now, what we wanted to do with this show, we talked a lot about college football. We talked a lot of bowl games. Um, we wanted to create our own bowl, right? Oh yeah, we need we need our own bowl game. I think. I, what could be better than hosting our own bowl game? So we thought about and there's, this. And there's there, there's so many bowl games out there. Why not one more? Exactly. I mean, what, what's what's the hurt in this, really? So we, we thought about this really hard to all our listeners out there. Uh, we know there's a lot of you. This is our first episode. So I'm sure there's tons of people just dying to you know, listen to this first episode. So we decided <laughs> for all our listeners, our loyal listeners that have listened for all of 30 seconds, um, our own bowl game. So... This is how we decided. This is how we picked the location. So, because I'm a Dallas fan, because Nick's an Atlanta fan, we tried to pick what is in between both Dallas and Atlanta. Well, according to ChatGBT, the city that's located in between Atlanta and Dallas is Jackson, Mississippi. So, congratulations, the city of Jackson, Mississippi. You're hosting our bowl game. Round of applause, Jackson. Must be an honor. I, I can't wait to fly down to jackson mississippi to host this thing honestly oh, I, know. I mean let's go i mean i hope everyone in jackson's extremely excited we're excited that you're gonna host we're very happy and we did some googling with mississippi uh we had a d- bunch of different names in mind but we discovered that the state fruit of mississippi is the blueberry it was it was this year 2023 they declared it in march of 2023 they, de- they declared the blueberry the state fruit. Well, we're starting the podcast in 2023, so we figured we might as well go. Going to call it the Blueberry Bowl. The Blueberry Bowl, and I love the alliteration there. Honestly, <laughs> that's that's such a good tagline. Why? Who wouldn't want to watch the Blueberry Bowl? I like watching the Peach Bowl. Soon we'll have a fruit salad bowl. You know, <laughs> one of these days we'll get like four teams playing on the same field, and it'll be a fruit salad bowl. And it, it's it's an honor for teams to make the Blueberry Bowl, okay? So what we'll do is each of us will pick the team that we nominate for the Blueberry Bowl. They'll be our champion for the year. It's an honor. to get. Not any, Not everyone can make the Blueberry Bowl. It's prestigious. It is really. incredibly prestigious. You and have exclusive. To, you have to earn it, and you have to have an amazing year. Yeah. So without further ado, the first team that has made the Blueberry Bowl and I've talked about them a bunch. My champion, the team that I believe got actually screwed, is the SMU Mustangs. Congratulations, SMU. You have been selected to participate in Southern Hostilities, the Blueberry Bowl. You can fly from Boston immediately all the way down to the Superior Jackson, Mississippi. Exactly. The minute you have, right after you blow up Boston College, just hop right on that plane. Go right down 
to um, the city of Seoul, I believe they call it. Go right down to Jackson, Mississippi, and you have your chance of a title fight, the real national champion, the Blueberry Bowl. Congratulations, SMU. You have been elected. Now, Nick, what's your pick? Drum roll, please. My team will be the Duke Blue Devils because not only did they have to deal and suffer under Florida State's whining, like, give me a break, really. But they're also blue. And I think that that alone is enough to be in the Blueberry Bowl. Congratulations, so Duke. So there. Congratulations, Duke. Your football program is now on the up and up. We all know you're good at basketball. But now you can you can put that on your athletic comp- uh, conference the complex there across the top blueberry bowl that congratulations duke i mean talk about a bowl game that everyone i mean you got the battle of the methodist schools both schools are methodist yep Mm -hmm. Uh, so you got a real battle there and i mean wow two teams two schools himself will do the coin flip (laughs) in midfield you got two schools that are probably really hated too, right? I mean, I think Duke is, you know, universally hated in basketball, and now you have SMU, which is about to be very is going to be a, a completely hated team in college football. So, congratulations, Blueberry Bowl nominees! Um, it's an honor, and uh, that pretty much run, you know, finishes our college football talk. I mean, I think we've beating a dead horse with college football. I don't think there's anything left to talk about in college football. We just got to wait mean, for the games to play. Exactly. And we'll, you know, we'll follow up with that after hopefully it's Alabama versus Texas. The uh it'll be the um the Stephen, you know, bowl there. You know, I think it'll be absolutely amazing. I think everyone will be very happy and um let's hope for Alabama Texas. And um and go Blueberry Bowl. Congratulations. Go Blueberry Bowl. Congratulations, Duke. Congratulations, SMU. You guys are the champions in our heart, the true national champions. And uh, SMU, I'll be there for you tomorrow. I'll be your lone fan tomorrow at the Fenway Bowl in the miserable Boston winter. I will be there rooting you on in full. I'll get up. I'll, I got a hat and everything ready for you. I'll be there. Rain or shine. So, congratulations, SMU. Thank you, Duke. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, the NFL. The uh, the true American pastime. We have had some games. We've had had a season to remember. um, Talk about... What games this Christmas? I mean, that was the real Christmas present this year was the these football games. I mean, I, I was entertained all weekend, and I didn't have to talk to my family at all, which was the best part. Amazing. I'm trying to figure out why they put a game on Thursday, but they did no games on Friday. Just go the whole weekend. Just just let it ride. Yeah. Put, they could have moved one game on Sunday. They could have put, you know, one game Thursday, one game Friday, kind of give us a taste. You know, then to do the... You know, the the next thing, you know, continue with the course of the meal on Saturday with the two mm-hmm. games, and then Sunday I've done it, you know, and then Monday you go right into it. I mean, the NBA has to be upset. I mean, because usually uh, Christmas is the NBA's day. 
But the NFL completely oh, destroyed yeah. them. No, I didn't even watch an NBA game. And I know the Celtics won against the Lakers, but that didn't matter to me at all. Because the Falcons absolutely blew the Colts out of the water there. I mean, their defense was just on another level. Six sacks, that's unbelievable to me. That's the most sacks this season. And they're already tied for their, I think, 2018 mark for single-season sack record. Uh, I mean, it's just, this defense has just been great. And if only they had won against the Buccaneers because Arthur Smith's just lost his job. I mean, it's there's no doubt in my mind. I don't think there's a doubt in your mind either that Arthur Smith come the end of the season, regardless of if they make the playoffs or not, he's he's lost his job. You're sitting at seven and eight. You have, if you win out, you get a 17% chance to make the playoffs. Currently, you're sitting at 11%. Um, honestly, uh, yeah, Smith's lost his job. And also, I think he lost his credibility. He said at the beginning of the year that Ritter was his guy. Um, he was going to ride or die. He was going to start the whole year. That was his guy. And then as soon as his job became into question, in comes Heineke. Um, honestly, yeah, I, I don't, I think he's gone. I think you got to start somewhere else. Um, he had a great win against the Colts, but it's the Colts. Uh, yeah. I mean, the Colts, honestly, borderline playoff team. I mean, their coach deserves maybe coach of the year. He's had a killer year. I mean, this Colts team, when Richardson went down, it seemed like it was, <laughs> and they might be in the playoffs. So it's a good win for you guys, but. The Buccaneers are still sitting there. They're probably going to be the four seed. You know, they're probably going to get their ass kicked by Dallas first round. I mean, to be honest, though, that, w- that was your award, though. You win the South, and then Dallas is going to come in and destroy you. Because um, that's what Dallas does. Dallas destroys bad teams. Yeah. If you're bad, and if you're below 500, you are going to get wrecked. But in if you're the wild card record, round, though, in the say? divisional round, in the wild card round, that's what they do. But then they get to the divisional round and Dallas forgets how to play football. Oh, yes. Very much so. Very much so. But the wild card round, don't you worry about it. And if you're a crappy team, don't you worry. They, you Dallas will win. Just ask uh, Tommy DeVito. Just yeah. ask him. When you're bad, they'll crush you. But if you're mm-hmm. good, oh, man, now Dallas will get crushed. Um. Much like this past weekend when they played the Miami Dolphins. You know, I want to save this. I want to go through some scores, and then I want to save my Cowboys rant. Because <laughs> it's coming. It's it's coming. It's going to be quite quite great for our listeners. Because um, I know you know most people tuning in, they want to hear my Cowboys rant and how upset I am and how disappointed. Oh, yeah. Which it's coming. It's truly coming. So let's save that one for last. Let's go through. Um, we'll start with the Thursday games. We'll work our way down. And then when we get to Christmas Eve, we'll talk about uh, we'll talk about the Cowboys. So let's talk about the Saints, Rams. That started our weekend. A little appetizer of what was coming. Um, Rams win thirty to twenty two. Um, honestly, the Rams are scary. I would not want to play them. Uh, Matthew Stafford looks legit. Um, they could do some damage in the playoffs. They got experience. Um, yeah, I mean that that defense. Um, just needs to show up, I think. Uh, Derek Carr really isn't that good of a quarterback, and if he's throwing three touchdowns on your defense, then you got to wonder uh, where it all went wrong there. But their offense is, you know, I mean, the Kyron Williams has is, is just been kind of 
coming out of nowhere this year for for the Rams, and he's been such a good running back for them. Uh, and and Stafford just just looking on point as before. I'm just I'm never surprised with him. He's such a good quarterback, and and that tr- that Lions trade just with L.A. has just worked out for both teams, really. You could say that. I mean, the you know the um, Rams got a Super Bowl out of it, and you know the Lions get golf, which it's been great. But I think I think the highlight though the Rams he's been Nakua. I mean, mm-hmm. seriously. I mean, maybe the best wide receiver to come out of that draft. I mean, man, um, I did not expect the Rams to have this good of a year. Uh, they're coming on really strong. They're hot at the right time, and honestly, the way San Francisco and the way Philly are playing, they could. They could surprise. Yeah. I mean, I think deep down I would love to – I think my miracle is, you know, Cowboys five seed. They get a couple wins and they play the Rams at home in the NFC Championship game. I think it's their only chance of actually winning and make it to the Super Bowl. But <laughs> honestly, like, I think the um, the Rams look good, and I honestly wouldn't want to play them. And um, on Christmas Eve, I was talking to my dad, and my dad was saying, he's like, yeah, I think – out of any team right now in the NFC, I think the Rams are hot, and I think they could honestly go the distance. Yeah, but yeah, and then the Steelers on Saturday just absolutely blew the Bengals out of the water. Hey, Rudolph returns. Um, you I mean, know? he's just uh, Rudolph's just lucky Miles Garrett wasn't on the other side. Yeah, because he was very lucky. his helmet would have been on the other side, off. and you know, I mean. And he did very well for not having a red nose. Yeah. You know, so it, he did fantastic. You know, that seriously, I, he looked great. He went 17 for 27, 290 yards passing, two touchdowns. Um, Najee Harris had a good game 19 carries, 78 yards, one touchdown. Finally. George Pickens absolutely destroyed the Bengals defense, though. Four receptions for 195 yards, two touchdowns. I mean, he he was just getting all the yards and all the touchdowns there. It's uh, and then and now Browning's been exposed for the quarterback he is. His Lynn sanity run is over. He threw three interceptions. I mean, he just looked embarrassed out there. And the only points that they scored was in the third quarter. Otherwise, they got shut out. Yeah, I felt bad for Browning. The, the three interceptions, I felt really bad for him. I was really hoping he'd be like, I loved his little hype he had. I loved the story. I, I was very excited for him. And uh, it's, it's a shame that it didn't work out. I mean, I think that ended. The, the Bengals are all done. They're done and dusted yep. for the year. Um, as we talked about uh, earlier, the, the sad state of Ohio. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a shame. If, if you're in Ohio right now, it's a sh- complete shame if you're a Bengals and Ohio State fan. If you know, if you if you like the Browns, we'll talk about them soon. But uh, they're doing well, and but congratulations to Pittsburgh. You're still in the playoff hunt. I I don't know how far you really go. And the thing is, is do you go back to Kenny Pickett? Do you stay with Rudolph? I mean, honestly, I think I feel like we know what Rudolph is now. I mean, we've seen yeah. him over the years. I, I feel like he's been in the backup in Pittsburgh forever. I feel like if it's me, you got to go back um, to Kenny Pickett. He's your first round draft pick. I'd go back to them, but I don't know. They had a great game against the Bengals, so time will tell what they do there. Um, but the Steelers could be a fun store if they make the playoffs. They could be kind of fun. Yeah, the AFC is kind of wild this year uh, because of you know the Dolphins and the Ravens being really good, and then 
the AFC West kind of in shambles because the Chiefs just cannot win a game. And the I mean that I mean we'll get to that game, but the Raiders just absolutely outclassed the Chiefs there. I, I I'm very much looking forward to that. But let's stay in division and go to the other Saturday game, the Chargers versus the Bills. Um 24-22 Bills come out on top. My disappointment. Okay. Um, I still think Josh Allen's overrated. I'm sorry. I think he's overrated. I think this whole Bills team is overrated. Unfortunately for me, I'm looking bad because they're starting to win games. The um, only reason that the Bills won this game is because they played the Chargers. And even though the Chargers won time of possession and pretty much every other stat in this game, they're still the Chargers, and they're still going to find a way to lose. And that's what makes them better than every other terrible team in the NFL. <laughs> is they, No matter what situation they're in, they will always find a way to lose. They're up by 30, find a way to lose. I mean, <laughs> it's just play the Bills, who are terrible. Josh Allen throws one touchdown, one interception. They're going to find a way to lose. And they did that this game. And the Bills are finding ways to win. They're on this yeah. little win streak, and I'm I'm honestly a little nervous. I mean, I I get I get some I get a lot of joy by watching Josh Allen lose. Nothing against the Buffalo Bills, nothing against their fan base, but Josh Allen losing, I I enjoy it. I really enjoy. I think he's very overrated. I think he's an interception machine. Um, and you know I I don't think he can even smell Patrick Mahomes' jockstrap, but. You know, he gets he's always somehow in the Mahomes uh, conversation. He's always there. And I I think he's gra uh, you know, grossly overrated and right now, I mean, it looks look at the I mean, uh, against the Chargers he went 15 for 21 for 237 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Um honestly, I think Buffalo is a talented team. I think they got a lot around them. Um I don't know if you win a Super Bowl with Josh Allen. I, I don't know. I mean, there there are plenty of other quarterbacks that are better than Josh Allen. Mahomes, I take Jackson, I take Murray, <laughs> I take Stafford. Heck, I take Goff this year. I mean, that's five quarterbacks I would take over him. Do, do, do you mean do you mean Jackson Mahomes or do you mean Lamar Jackson? Because I, mean, <laughs> I mean, you said Patrick Mahomes and you said Jackson. I was like, oh my god, is he talking about Jackson Mahomes? <laughs> oh yeah, you know, the best best Mahomes person <laughs> is Jackson Mahomes, and I never get sick of seeing him on television. <laughs> Never. I mean, seriously, with, with Josh Allen, I think, he, he, I mean, I think he's uh, this generation's Brett Favre. I think yeah, he is a, he's a gunslinger. He's going to throw interceptions. I just don't trust him down the stretch. I mean, I know Brett Favre got a Super Bowl. I don't know if Josh Allen's going to get you the Super Bowl. If I don't think I, so either. I mean, and you got Stefan Diggs on your team, and you you're throwing interceptions. It's just that's that's difficult to me because Diggs is is a really good wide receiver. If 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 uh, Buffalo Bills ownership is listening to this, make me your GM. Give me two weeks. I can turn this team. Give me the off season. Give me two weeks. I'll turn it around. I'll get you a Super Bowl. I think you have too much talent on this Buffalo Bills team to lose like this. And I think the first move, if I was the GM. Of the Bills, I'm trading Josh Allen. I'm trading. I mean, you got a team like the Chicago Bears sitting there with a ton of picks, ton of capital to move. I just with the what you're paying Josh Allen, I just and what he is as a player, I do not think you get a Super Bowl with him. 
And I mean, I know it's tough to find a QB in this league. And obviously you do not want to give up on Josh Allen because he is a pro bowler. He's a franchise guy. He is that, but he's not the guy to win you a Super Bowl. I could be wrong, but in my opinion, I'd move on from him. I'd try something different. And I think you get a lot of quarterbacks coming in this year's draft. Man, if you could make a move, I'd do it. Yeah. Uh, I really don't see why, because, you know, uh, my Miami is on their way up. Um, and I could see the Jets coming back next year with a healthy Aaron Rodgers and being good. So you're really just scraping the bottom of the barrel with the Patriots in that division. And you're going to be struggling against these two teams who are going to fight each other for the playoffs next year. You might as well just start, get rid of Diggs, get rid of Allen. You're holding on to that window that passed by two years ago. You know, I mean, with the Bills lost against the Chiefs, I think that that was it for them, really, as far as that goes. I think a great trade right now. Oh, the Dallas Stars just scored. What a goal by Robertson. Fantastic. I'm currently I got the I got the Dallas Stars and the St. Louis Blues on in the background. I'd watch hockey if I had a team. <laughs> it is nice. It is nice to have a team. And I think this the I'm no mean name driver. I think this could be the Dallas Stars year. This team is loaded. Um we got Wedgwood tonight in net, but I mean once we get healthy in goal, I think the sky's the limit for this team. And yeah, we're down two one right now, but you know, at seriously, this this Stars team has got me so excited. I mean, we got a Rangers World Series. We got a really good Stars team. The Mavericks are, you know, Luca gets healthy. They look pretty good. And the Cowboys were good up until recently. So I've been pretty excited over here. But um, back to what we were saying about the Buffalo Bills. Sorry to interrupt that. Be kind of all over the place. Um, I think think about this trade, right? I was gonna think of this today on my way home from work. What if the Bills traded Josh Allen to the Chargers for Herbert? That wouldn't make any sense to me. That's like an even trade to me. But Herbert isn't going to get the interceptions. I think Herbert is a better quarterback. He's just on, like you said, the Chargers find a way to lose. It's the Chargers. I mean, that's the difference. I think. I think the Bills you can actually win in. I think they're. I think. I think they have a better team around them. I think. I think Diggs is a really good wide receiver. You know, I think the Chargers might do it because I think the Chargers are super desperate and the Chargers will mess up anything. But oh, yeah. but I think but I think Herbert's better. And you put him in that offense. I don't know. I think suddenly you could have something different. I mean, I don't know what Herbert would be like in the cold. I know he comes from the Pac twelve. I know he played at Oregon. Oregon gets kind of cold, but nothing to level a Buffalo. I mean, but if, if Herbert could play outside and could take the cold. I'd try it. You know, I think I think it's an interesting swap because it, you clearly have a franchise quarterback in Herbert, right? And you have one in Allen. Change the scenery. You know, I I, I don't know. I think nah, I think Herbert I'm, can win you a Super Bowl. I'm kind of seeing your point here. Yeah. I mean, if they if they keep Diggs, I I feel like Diggs is kind of on his way out of Buffalo, in my opinion. It seems like I, I I think I remember a headline going into the season where he wasn't really too happy and wanted out. I think he's out if they don't make it to a Super Bowl or they don't make it to an AFC championship game. But the way the way the AFC looks right now, they could easily make it to an AFC championship game because, I mean, they're hot. 
I mean, they're probably going to go to warm weather places. They can easily play. They travel well. The issue is going to Buffalo, not for them traveling. Yeah. So I mean, they they could if they make a cha- an AFC Championship game, I think Diggs is back in. But like I said, I just I don't know if I'm if I'm the Bills, I'm looking to see what I can do because you you are paying Josh Allen a lot of money, and if there's a if there's a team like the Chargers out there that are stupid enough to pull a trigger like that, I would do it. I would try it and I would try changing it up because at this point your, your window is closing. I think the bills should fire their coach as well. I think he's another problem, but I think the bills window is slowly closing. And I think the Bengals are going to have this situation in the next couple of years too. Your window's going to start closing. Um, Cause I mean, no one, you know, no one's the Patriots where this window lasts forever. So eventually this, like you said, the AFC East getting better. The Jets will be better next year. Their defense is legit. Aaron Rodgers will be healthy. We don't even know if Aaron Rodgers is actually hurt right now. We don't know if this is just a made-up injury, but Aaron Rodgers will likely be back next year, and the Dolphins continue to get better. So we'll see. And honestly, we'll see where the Bills are. I do think, though, the Bills can make a nice little run in the playoffs. They're hot at the right time. They can travel well. The cold weather doesn't bother them. But... Like I said, I will stay by. I will stand by that. I do not think Josh Allen can win the big game, though. Yeah, yeah uh, I think you're right. So we got the Commanders and the Jets next, which was an interesting December twenty fourth game. There, the Trevor Simeon being the quarterback there against Jacoby Brissett. I mean, you get pulled as a quarterback. Um, Sam Howells just did not look good at all in that game. And then you get pulled and Brissett goes in and he throws for 100 yards and a touchdown. That's just, that's really great. And when you make these games entertaining, especially around Christmas, I mean, it's it just shows how the NFL is is really just so much better than than the NBA when it comes to this stuff. I think the Jets come back next year and this year just wasn't their year when when you know four snaps in Aaron Rodgers just absolutely blows his uh, Achilles tendon. Apologize, we're having some technical difficulties. My back? You're back. Not sure what happened to my mic. Uh, I guess my mic timed out. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, I, I was just trying to say earlier. Like, um, I, I don't know. Are the um, are the Jets ever going to have their year? It's always it's always the next year, right? With them, they're always well, not this year, but next year 
Zach Wilson's going to be better next year, right? And then they get Aaron Rodgers. And then Aaron Rodgers gets hurt. And then it's like, oh, Aaron Rodgers is going to be healthy next year. So next year's our year. I think the Jets are just in a constant state of delusion, you know? Just of, like, that they're going to be good. They changed their uniforms. They're still not good. But they won against the Commanders. And Howell did not look good at all. And get, get absolutely trashed on. Throwing two interceptions. And then Brissett comes in and then plays significantly better and almost wins the game for them. I think I think this game, the perfect way to describe this game is it's the two teams in the past 10 years, maybe 15 years, that have never been able to get their act together. None of them. Yep. I mean, the, the commanders have new ownership now. Snyder's out. We'll see. You know, we'll see if and they can get their you act You know together. what? I think Rivera gets fired at the end of the year, too. I just oh, don't gone. think he's the guy. He's gone. He, I, they, I, he doesn't, I, they he doesn't totally. Matter. I think they way overpaid for Howell to to me. I mean, Howell just doesn't seem like he's the quarterback for them. Isn't he the still on his rookie deal? I think he's still on his rookie deal. Yeah, so not costing anything. But I'm, and the, in the sense that they like put all their eggs in his basket that Howell was going to be the quarterback for them, and now they're sitting at four and eleven. I wouldn't give up on him yet, though. I mean. I mean, I'd maybe, you know, you could, I don't know if this is the year. I mean, it depends on where they're sitting in the draft position because if they have a chance to get Marvin Harrison Jr., I'm taking Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah. But if, I mean, if they're sitting at number one overall and they can get Caleb Williams, well, that's a whole, that's a different discussion. But if they're sitting and it's between uh, Drake May and Marvin Harrison Jr., I'm taking the wide receiver. I'm rolling the dice one more year with Howell. If he can't make it work, then figure out next year. Um, because, I mean, Howell showed enough that, you know, with the right pieces, he might be all right. He could st- maybe be the franchise guy. But, I mean, I-, I would only take the quarterback if you're getting a generational talent. And I think Caleb Williams goes one overall. I think he goes to Chicago. Um, I don't think Carolina wins another game. I mean, we'll see. I mean, Jacksonville could lose to them. But I don't know. I- if the Bears have the first pick, they're taking Williams. And – They'd be stupid not to. Yeah. Unless they, so I, I don't know. I think I think I'd take Marvin Harrison Jr. if I'm the Commanders. Um, if I'm the Jets, though, depending on where the Jets are sitting, I think the Jets should draft Jaden Daniels, uh, and I think they should take a quarterback. I think they should just move on from Aaron Rodgers. I get that Aaron Rodgers is great, great quarterback and all, but he's older, injury prone. Um, he's he's had his time. He's. Right? I mean. I mean, you could. I mean, you could also. The what you could do is you could take. I mean, you could take the quarterback and then you could run it next year with Aaron. I mean, you got to already get the team anyway without the quarterback this year. You could take Aaron, have Jaden Daniels sit behind him. You know, I don't know. If I'm the Jets, though, I think this year would have been different if you had a quarterback. I mean, Wilson's horrendous. Yeah. He's absolutely yeah. terrible. Um, so I think if you had any decent quarterback this year, you probably are sitting at the wild card spot. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. If I'm them, I think that's your biggest need. Your defense is legit. You got a running game. Your line isn't terrible. And you get a decent receiving core. Go get the quarterback. And I would take a flyer on either Drake May or Jade Daniels if I'm them. I'm not doing it if I'm the commanders because the commanders have too many holes to fill. And I think Marvin Harrison Jr. could be a legend for the commanders. Yeah. I really do. Um, let's move on to the next game though. The Detroit Lions versus the Minnesota Vikings. 
what a historic day for Detroit. I mean, I'm just I'm so happy that they're in the playoffs. Um, it it's always good to see a team that's struggled consistently over decades of play in the National Football League to finally make the playoffs. And if they win, I mean, if they win the game, a playoff game, I think Detroit it just is is better for it. I mean, I've already seen headlines where the murder rate has gone, like the homicide rate has gone down in Detroit because the Lions are winning. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure there's a direct correlation there. I am sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I, I'm 100. And I think the same thing. What we said with about Cleveland earlier is, I think if the Lions start winning, I mean, maybe we get the palm trees too, right? And it happened in Detroit. Oh um, yeah. No, no. I think. Congratulations, Detroit. That's great. Okay, you won the division, something that most teams have been able to do. Um, between poor management and poor ownership, you haven't got there. Um, honestly, it's great. Yeah, you won it. Congratulations. I think everyone in Detroit should just keep and frame the division championship, you know, shirt and hats. So, I mean, because, I mean, who knows how if you're going to get it again. I mean, seriously, you've had a really bad um, bad run at seasons. Seriously. I mean, it's the first time in our lifetime we've seen them win the division. So that's great. Congratulations. You're definitely in the playoffs. You get it. You're going to host a playoff game. Big, big day for Detroit. Yeah. Um, that being said, how, how, how interesting would it be if Matthew Stafford comes in there with the Rams and beats them? Uh, Cause the way it looks like right now, I, I, they could be playing the Rams first round. Yeah. I, so I could see that too, for sure. That would just be, and you talked about that trade, who won or lost it. Well, the Lions are probably better with Matt Stafford. I mean, Jared Goff has had a decent year. But at the end of the day, he's still the same guy that didn't know uh, where the sun rose and where the sun set. I mean, he had no idea. I'll never forget that on Hard Knocks. You know, the sun raised, came up on the east and went down on the west. He didn't know that. It, no. Honestly, sometimes, like, he says stuff, and you're just like, what just came out of his mouth? Hey, luckily, they're not paying him to talk. They're paying him to throw the football. He went to Cal Berkeley, and I feel like he's a complete airhead. I I don't know. I mean, I don't – ever since that Rams Super Bowl where he just was completely non-existent, I just don't trust him. I think he's streaky. I think he's decent. And, I mean, I think he's in a category that I would put Kirk Cousins. I'd put maybe Dak yeah. Prescott. In previous seasons, um, I think he's in that middle tier. Um, you know, I, I think with a really good team around him, maybe he can get you there. Is he good enough to win it? I mean, I obviously he can get you there. You got the Rams there, right? But is he good enough to win it? That's the thing. And I mean, yeah. I think the Lions are just happy to be there. If it's me, I think they're just happy to be there. But I don't know. We'll see what happens. I mean, they're playing Dallas this weekend. Um, we'll see, you know, who's the bigger fraud here. I think both teams might be frauds at this point, but I don't know. We'll see. I, I think, though, a team could definitely go there and really put a damper on their mood. So we'll see. We'll see. Congratulations. And congratulations. I want to see if they are they going to hang a banner. <laughs> they're going to pull oh, yeah. uh, L.A. Lakers and um, – Hang a banner. Lakers season, regular season division champions. Oh, yeah. 
I mean, I can't believe the Lakers, with all their banners, they hang in the, the in-season tournament banner. You know, the Lions, though, haven't won anything. So you might as well hang a banner for this. You won the division, save the hats, save the T-shirts. You know, this is an amazing day for you. It's, it could be the start of something great. I mean, I yeah. don't think you win the Super Bowl this year, but it could be the start of something. I mean, I'm sure there's I mean, Patriots if, fans out there. If they win the Super Bowl, I think, you know, the Great Lakes become a tropical paradise, really. <laughs> Yeah, and that's not totally. due to Detroit water, comes so. back. Detroit is, yeah. is back, baby. That city is back on the map. It's General suddenly... Motors starts producing cars there again. General Motors is back. Ford's back. Um, Pontiac, the, that car brand comes back. The Firebird is suddenly <laughs> the top selling car again. Um, the Aztec is oh, somehow yeah. the best SUV in sweeps America. Oh, yeah. They're, they're back. Um. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm. I'm yep. I mean, but moving on to the next team, that's an utter disappointment. That's good this year, and this team, I actually have more faith in this team because of their defense. But the Browns are exciting. Yeah. The, what I think the Browns have that the Lions don't is the Browns have a defense, mm-hmm. and Joe Flacco. Found the fountain of youth, man. Yeah, I mean, somehow he went 27 for 42, 368 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions. Honestly, he's doing fantastic. He's doing yeah, absolutely I mean, fantastic. He's thrown for 300 yards for three straight games. It, it's remarkable what he's doing. I mean, he looks great. Um, Amari Cooper looks fantastic. The Cowboys totally lost that trade. Uh, I was mad the day they traded him. I mean, and he's he looks fantastic. This seriously, this Browns team is exciting. Um, yeah, and they got the best defense in the league. I think. I I think so. I I think I think this Browns team could surprise in the playoffs. I wouldn't want to play them. They're pro- they're probably not going to win the division. I think. The Ravens are got that division on lock. Yeah. But I mean, seriously, they could go on the road. And they're another team that I think can play in cold weather. They're, they play in Cleveland. They can they can travel and they can surprise. So honestly, the Browns, they excite me. Um and honestly, I'm loving this this Joe Flacco. I'm just I'm loving the storyline. I think it's great. Uh, I love him just gun swinging out there, just winging the ball, just Oh, it's great. It just it it brings me back to like high school. <laughs> yeah. It's I'm loving it. It's and nostalgic I hope it continues to go. Sure. Yeah. He's, I hope, he, I, he just throws a good ball too. You know, I mean, I never it's just rainbows, some dots throwing ropes out there for sure. He can throw a great deep ball, can he? Yeah. Oh, it, it's great to watch. I mean, he just oh, I love his throw. I, I absolutely love it. I'm I'm loving it. I'm loving every moment of it. Um and I hope it continues. And great win for them on Sunday. Um, they beat a good Texans team. This Texans team might make the playoffs. They got a shot. And they 36-22, if they kind of manhandled them. Yeah. Um, way to go, Cleveland. Way to go. And I, I really hope this is the start of something special. I hope they can make the playoffs. And um, I really – I felt bad for them over the years. I really have. And – it seems to be something's finally going right for them. So I'm going to knock on wood for them, and good luck. Um, moving on to the next game, we had the Green Bay Packers versus the Carolina Panthers. 
this game should not have been as close as it was. This is no. this was a bad look for the Packers for sure. Honestly. Bad look for the Packers and um starting to really look bad for Bryce. I'm not Bryce Young, I'm really feeling bad for. Um I mean he had a good that, game. That he had a management had a game. coaching has totally fallen apart there. It's just poor Bryce. I, I really you know, he's probably one of my favorite Alabama quarterbacks to come out. Um I know the height is an issue, you know, when you're you're five nine and you're playing in the NFL, that's definitely a struggle. He's definitely on the smaller side, but he was so good at Alabama. Yeah. I mean, I, I felt really bad that I, I thought he was probably the best quarterback to come out. And, I mean, he didn't have his own national championship. He didn't get one. You know, I mean, he won one as a backup, but he didn't have his own. Um, You know, I felt bad for him. I thought he was, you know, I thought he was the best. I He was amazing. What, what he yeah, could tough. Do... I wonder, who, what, who did he lose against? Who was the team? <laughs> yeah. Do you remember? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, he lost. <laughs> he lost against LSU, and he lost against Tennessee. So that had hurt. Um, you know, he had a, he had his fair share of losses, but he was he was really good. And I think a lot of games, you know, Alabama stayed in. Alabama had some runs like they had. You know, just because I thought he was great, I, I thought he was going to be way better in the NFL right now, and he struggled. His first year has been awful. But then again, you know, Trevor Lawrence had a bad first year as well. You know, Peyton Manning had a bad first year. So, I mean, you got to give them time. That Panthers team is atrocious. Their owner, I think, is an absolute wing nut. Um, I mean, I've heard some crazy – I don't know him personally, so I can't say. But from what I've heard, I've heard he's completely bonkers. So, I hope that's I mean, not true. I hope they – They basically the sold, out, they but... sold the house to get Bryce Young, right? And then they basically are living in an RV, and then the owner sold the tires to the RV. And now it's just screeching down the highway. That's how I see the Panthers I, right now. Obviously, too, I love how when you fire a coach, they go on a smear campaign and everyone says, well, we wanted C.J. Shroud. We wanted C.J. Shroud. You know, at the end of the day, every single GM was taking Bryce Young. Everyone was yeah. taking There was no question. At the end of the day, when you uh, the, the issue with Bryce Young was his height. The entire thing, if say he was 6'2", it's completely – if he's 6'4", He's, you know, if Bryson's that much taller, he's he's the first sure. He's like the Andrew Luck. He's that good, right? I mean, his his height was the problem. Other than that, he had, he seemed to have absolutely everything. There's not one person that would have had CJ Stroud over him. Now, looking back, hindsight's always twenty twenty, always. And Stroud's looking amazing. He's probably going to be rookie of the year. But, you know, Bryson struggle. I I really hope he figures it out. As for the Packers. Well, you're still in the playoff race, and honestly, it's not fair. I really hate the Green Bay Packers. Um, Des caught it. Um, you know, I hated Aaron Rodgers. I, this is supposed to be their rebuilding year. Um, this was supposed to be the year they missed the playoffs. This was supposed to be the year they're supposed to struggle. It's supposed to be they don't have a franchise quarterback. And um, Love might be a franchise quarterback. And how disappointing is this? You go, Brett Favre. Aaron Rodgers, and then if Love is a franchise guy, this just sucks. I want the Packers to suck so bad. I mean, outside my division, this must be the team I hate the most. I mean, this team, it's a rebuilding year, and you're 7-8, and eight, and you look actually decent, and you might make the playoffs. It's so infuriating. It's infuriating. It, I don't know. Yeah, if they get an I... actual offensive coordinator, it might be uh, they might be filthy next year. They might be uh best team in the division next year. That hurts yeah. to say. Well, if if Detroit, you know, 
kind of just falls off and the you, you know the vikings aren't going to do anything next year either so the depending on what lions team shows up next year the backers could could easily win that uh nfc north division uh and you know i really i'm i'm right there with you i was happy when the falcons absolutely trashed on the packers in the nfc championship i've never really liked aaron Rodgers that much so when you you know come around and say you're gonna run the table and then that table gets flipped in atlanta by julio jones kind of makes you look like a clown <laughs> really but you know jordan love is looking like a good quarterback uh i really you know i wish everyone success that makes it to the nfl but I hope that he's really just a fraud and, <laughs> and it's not, not really the case there. I, I the Packers, man, it's just. It's, it's just... funny to me because, you know, you look at the Packers and you look at their fans, right. And they're like, Oh, you know, this is a good year. We got Jordan love. Jordan loves trying to figure it out. The Packers are seven and eight, right? Falcons. You look at the Falcons. They, had the easiest schedule in the league and they're seven and eight right now and same record different storylines different state of minds really it's it's interesting of the duality of the nfl there people love the people love the packers it's um it's yep. nauseating and it's what i love how it's like when they choke they cover for them ESPN, all the big talking, it's still cover for the Packers. Oh, well, you know, it was the refs or it was, you know, the other team, mm -hmm. you know, was cheating or something like that. I don't know. Oh, this is a certain talking head. We'll go. He's a bad dude. He's a bad man. He's a bad man. And he'll cover for Aaron Rodgers. And then Dallas, it's it's always it's a, just two different stories all the time. Um, mm. And I'm sick of hearing – the Packers is the Packers that I really can't stand them, you know. And then I love how they go, oh, they're owned by the fans. Come on, they're they're a billion dollar corporation just like every other team. And you know, I mean, I think that's the the worst stock in America is that Packers stock, you know. And um, seriously, you know, them and their cheese heads and um, their freezing weather, whatever. I just I can't stand anything about that team. And Green Bay is the pinnacle of American culture, Stephen. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, sure. I'm sure. Yeah, that's um, absolutely. And that's why the Cowboys are called America's team, right? Yep, yeah, absolutely. So fan fantastic. All right, let's move on. I don't want to give the Packers any more light. I really can't stand them. Let's move on. Seahawks, Titans. Um, the Titans, kind of frisky. Um, the Seahawks are, might be a playoff team. They might be. Um probably the worst playoff team, but somehow they, uh, I don't know. I, I never count out Pete Carroll. I think Pete Carroll is one of the best coaches in the league. I really do. I think he's a fantastic coach. And yeah, he's the a fact great he's coach. Eight and seven with Geno Smith uh, is remarkable. And yeah. I mean, it just seemed to me with this game that the Seahawks just started to play in the fourth quarter. Really? They, they only scored six points in three combined quarters. And in the first quarter, they didn't score anything. Uh, Ryan Tannehill is just not a good quarterback anymore. I don't think he ever was. <laughs> I think, you know, you you hand it off to Derrick Henry and then you play action a few times, I think you're going to complete a few passes. I think I would too. 
you know? Yeah. They just don't they don't have AJ Brown anymore, really. So that that's that's the difference. And DeAndre Hopkins is not really there for them anymore. I mean what did he I mean he two receptions for twenty yards. If I'm the quarterback for the Titans, I'm throwing it to DeAndre Hopkins every play. If I'm not, if Derrick Henry's not running it, and I don't understand why that's not the game plan. Hey, Derrick Henry went one for one passing for 12 yards and a touchdown. Ryan yeah. Tannehill had zero touchdowns. I'm just saying, maybe Derrick Henry's better at quarterback than Ryan Tannehill. They probably uh, should just run Wildcat for the rest of the season. I think. You take Derrick Henry off that team, and they are really bad. Um, if I'm Derrick Henry this offseason, I mean, you probably – you're looking at the age of a running back, right? He's getting really close to the end. Yeah. Uh, he's productive. He's had a good year this year. You might think next year might be it. If I'm him, I'm, t- I'm mailing it in the rest of the year demanding a trade. You put Derrick Henry on, you know, and, and on a playoff contender. Imagine if you put – I mean, the San Francisco seems to get every. Let's just put every superstar in San Francisco. Imagine you put McCaffrey and Derrick Henry together. Um, or imagine if Derrick Henry could find his way to Miami. Oh, my yeah. God. Imagine him with McDaniel. Oh, mm-hmm. goodness. That would be unbelievable. Oh, man. You put the Alabama wide receiver, quarterback, and running back together. Oh, that's a dream. Let's get Derrick, uh, let's get Derrick Henry to Alabama. Uh, let's get him to Miami right now, and we'll roll Dolphins roll. That would be something, huh? My God, <laughs> you could call them the Miami Crimson Tide at that point. That'd be fun to watch. Change the logo and everything. Yeah, I know. Just do the um, get like an M to be like the Alabama A. Make it like a crimson white jersey. Oh yeah, let's do it. Let Let's make it happen. Let's do it right now. Let's so I'll facilitate. I'll just like through being the Bills GM. Uh, Miami, come hire me. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. Petition the owner. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> That's just a money pile waiting to happen. Too. Bring me in. You know, because so, you know, people are gonna from Alabama are just gonna get confused and start rooting for the Dolphins unnecessarily. Imagine though, if they could get Derrick Henry, they'd have Tua, you'd have Henry, you'd have Jalen Waddle, and you'd have Tyreek Hill. Yep, that offense would be insane. And then if you can somehow keep Mozart uh, in the back too, oh my god, that team would be insane. Offensively, I mean, defense is another question, but wow. Imagine, I, I think the, the the Dolphins' like first-round pick would be late, too. Mm-hmm. So you could put – you trade just trade – I know it's a horrible trade for Miami, but first-round pick for Henry. Let's just do it now. It's a way overpayment, but do it. And go one year. Go all in for one year. Go like what the Rams did the other year. Go all in. Oh, man, that'd be amazing. Yeah, well. Oh. Oh my god, I'd be. I'm so excited now. Let's make it happen. Um so the next game on Sunday was the Colts Falcons. We kind of beat a dead horse there. All I'm gonna say is this is that Arthur Smith is a clown. <laughs> and I hate him. And I hope he gets absolutely canned in the worst way at the end of the season. He is terrible for keeping Desmond Ritter in there for longer than four games. Desmond Ritter is was not ever the guy. I think that was pretty clear four weeks in that he w- would throw interceptions wait, 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 at the worst wait, wait. possible this is, time. This is the same person who told me Ritter was the guy. Like oh, three no. Three weeks ago, you told me he was the guy. He's he's the one. He's just, no, you know. no, no, okay. no, no, no. 
I Funny was, how the story changes. I was huh? Under under the influence. Don't I don't quote me on that. Desmond <laughs> Ritter is not the guy. <laughs> um, man, I, I, the Falcons are another team where, you know, I said this earlier to you. You should have traded for Kyler. I told you they're just a quarterback away you from put being Kyler the be- is a, one of the best teams in the league. I think. Kyler, if you add Kyler Murray, I love Kyler Murray. I know a lot of people don't like him. I think he's a really good quarterback. I think he he's kind of been given a raw deal in Arizona. Oh man, it, on the Falcons, suddenly he's. He, he, I'll say this Bowl. year he's come out and he's bald since he's returned from his injury. Told you. Told I'll you eat my words. I'll eat my words when I said that I didn't want him on the team because you know I heard about you know work ethic and and Call of Duty being a distraction, which by the way is probably the worst multiplayer game to be a distraction for. <laughs> Tyreek Hill's got it right when he's playing Fortnite. All right. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, Call of Duty addiction aside, Kyle Murray on the Falcons. Let's do it. Or you know what? I can see Herbert being great too. I think that the Chargers just need to clean house. <laughs> and Herbert going to Atlanta is also a good deal. They're just literally a quarterback away. I'm hearing rumors of Kirk Cousins maybe going to Atlanta. I mean, uh, I, yeah, I don't. I mean, oh God. I'll, you take, don't I'll take whoever I want I need because Desmond Ritter is so terrible. Heineke is just like a good backup that just so happens to be just having to deal with such a terrible situation in Atlanta. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're a quarterback away. I'll put it that we'll, we'll end that there. I think you're a quarterback away. I think you get some solid pieces um, and you want to win while you're running back young. I yeah. mean, coming from a Cowboys fan, you want to win. I, I wish we won when Zeke was young um, because as they get older, it's over. And then when it's done, it's done. It's, there's nothing left, and yep. suddenly you're the Titans, and you're sitting there, and you're like, "Wow, it's it's over." So um, you got to get that quarterback. You got to get it fast, and you got to start moving something. Whether it's Murray, Herbert, you can't even really worry about trying to find a guy in the draft. You need one now. You, you're right now. Your your defense is all right. Um, your offense is fantastic. Get that quarterback now, and suddenly you can go compete with the the Phillies and the San Francisco's of the world. Yep. Um, now let's go over to a team that you thought they had a quarterback and maybe he's hurt. Maybe he's not. Maybe he's not interested. Who knows? Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 30 Jaguars, 12. Trevor uh, Lawrence just continues to disappoint. I mean, Trevor Lawrence went 17 for 29 for 211 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. Honestly, Trevor Lawrence was one of maybe the best college quarterbacks of all time. The fact he did not get a Heisman Trophy still shocks me to this day. Um, but his NFL uh, performances have been lackluster. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm I'm waiting. I'm hoping it's injuries. I, I would love him to be a, a franchise guy. The Jaguars are hilarious when they're winning. Uh, I think their fan base is one of the funnier in the NFL. Um, the whole relocation rumors to London is kind of funny too. I love to kind of have poke fun with the Jaguars. Honestly, I thought they were a dark horse for a Super Bowl. I kind of said earlier on, I had a bunch of futures on them. 30 to 12 to Tampa Bay is pretty embarrassing. Yeah. Baker Mayfield just absolutely balling out on your defense. And honestly, 
I'm done with the Trevor Lawrence apologists because we're three years in now and he's still throwing interceptions like I'm out there throwing the football. <laughs> All right. I mean, he's pretty much on par with Desmond Ritter as far as interceptions goes. And he needs to either get it together or step away because he's just he's not the guy either. Desmond Ritter's not the guy. Trevor Lawrence is not the guy. And it's been three years for Trevor Lawrence and that nonsense. Yeah. But speaking uh, of other nonsense, the Cowboys and the Dolphins game. That yeah, I, I'm sure you got a few words about that. So I I, I sent out a, a text message to a bunch of people and I said I cannot lose today. I said there's no way. I said I got I got my team, the Dallas Cowboys going against Miami. I get to see Tua, love Tua. Um. You know, I get Jalen Waddle. I said, there's no way I lose today. There's no way. Nope. This is going to be great. Even if it goes the wrong way for me, at least I get to see Tua and Waddle, right? I was very happy. That quickly faded. And it almost ruined my Christmas Eve. Um, Incredibly disappointing. Incredibly disappointing. And it shows that Dallas can't win a big game. Um. I'm notoriously hard on Dak Prescott, but you can't blame him when your line can't protect you. Um, tight end play, completely horrendous. Um, quite uh, quite horrible. Um, and not you a big thought, and you thought right Dan now. Quinn was the answer there. You yeah. thought Daniel Quinn, who famously collapsed under pressure in the Super Bowl with the Falcons by a 25-point margin. I, I, I have to say, Pollard can't run between the tackles. He can't. He yep. runs to the outside, and and Miami has Chubb, so that's not possible. Stupid. It's just dumb. I mean, honestly, when you look at the offensive game plan, I, I don't – Ferguson's just terrible. He's terrible. He can't block. He can't catch. We need a tight end. I miss Jason Witten. I really do. I've been missing Jason Witten from the minute – Um. He retired, unretired, went to the Raiders, that whole fiasco. I've missed him. Uh, tell you what, you want a tight end? What? I said, I'll tell you what, you want a tight end? We'll give you... Pitts? Pitts. He can't block either. So, well, well, you know, <laughs> you, you, want a, you want a tight end that catches or you want a tight end that blocks? There's I mean, no more just, of both. Just, just, just do we don't have any more great. of both of those. To do one would be fantastic. I'm just asking <laughs> for one of them. I'm just, you know, it just... Seriously, it's it's it, honestly this Cowboys team is as far as CD Lamb's going to take us. Yeah, um, I think Dak Prescott's having a better year. I think people are very critical of McCarthy. Um, I'll be the first to admit I think McCarthy's the best coach I've seen. Coach the Cowboys. Jason Garrett was terrible. Wade Phillips was terrible. Um, so since in my time, McCarthy's been the best. I, I miss think the, I think the downfall was staying with Jason Garrett for too long for your Cowboys. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was – I mean, to, they blew Dak's rookie deal, Zeke being – that 2016 Cowboys team, that was the year. You had it all. You had absolutely – you had the entire team that year. And what happens? Divisional round, out. One seed. That's what happens. That's what Dallas does, right? And this year you look at it – let's be real. I mean – 
two, three weeks ago, I was, I was pumped. And then they've just riddled off losses after losses. Um, you know, I mean, they lost to Buffalo in horrific fashion. I mean, since they beat the Eagles, it's, it's two losses back to back. And I mean, they might lose to the Lions this week. It's, um, it's so interesting to me because the Eagles have now been exposed, right? They've kind of had the division right in their hands and they're holding on to it and they've lost like a few games now and the Cowboys could have capitalized on that and they don't. by winning this game and, and they don't they don't and they don't that that's the thing and that's like, seriously it was it's you know I sent out a bunch of things that you know my own guy too I I absolutely love Tua um I love Waddle and my own guys kind of fucked me yep. um you know I I respect the Dolphins I do I respect all the Alabama players in the NFL I do um, unless you play for Philly or Green Bay, but um, seriously, it it's just uh, I don't know. I'm I'm very disappointed after this loss. I mean, some people say like you know the fumble at the goal line, you get the field goal, you win the game, right? I mean, people want to make you can give excuse after excuse. At the end of the day, they can't win on the road. They can't do it. They can only win in they can only win in Dallas, and you can't you can't win a big game. I mean, you had yeah. one. You got the one Eagles win at home. That's it. I mean, that that's you're sitting at ten and five. Your your best shots the five seed now, which means you got to go on the road. Okay, so you, you play Tampa. Likely, maybe maybe it's Atlanta. Maybe it's this. I mean, maybe it's Atlanta. Maybe it's Tampa. It's probably going to be Tampa. You beat them, and then from there, what you got to go play Philly maybe next, or you got to play San Francisco. Well, you can't win. You played both on the road already this year, and you can't win there. Um, so that's a problem. Um, what do you got to go to? What do you got to go to Detroit? That's a problem. Yep. Can't go on the road. I mean, you can't go on, go on the road and you can't beat a good team. No. So that's the problem. So come playoffs, though, like it's going to be the same old story every year. You'll win the wild card. You're going to lose in the divisional and we're at the same spot every single year. And it's just a shame. It's truly just a shame, and uh, I'm getting sick of the same old, same old. And uh, I hope I'm wrong. I mean, I mean, I need a lot to go right at this point. Um, you know, I had sent you a uh, a text. I was so down after this loss that on Christmas Day I bet um, the Giants um, to to cover the spread. I was that desperate. I was like, I need, I need the Eagles to lose. So, because I need home field, so now yeah. I need the Eagles need to lose need to lose one of the Giants games, and they can get to lose lose to the Cardinals, which is highly unlikely. So, I mean, they're going to yeah, win the division. So, like, I was so desperate, I bet the Giants, and I was like, you know, it's Christmas, you know, it's you know Tommy DeVito, it's 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 going to happen, you know, Tommy Cutlets, you know, I was like, I'll I'll go with the whole meme, I'm going to go with it, I'm going to bet them. Just because I was, I mean, I didn't bet it money line. I, I bet the spread because, I mean, I was like, I'm not going to literally throw money away. Um, so I hit the spread. I did hit the bet, but seriously, I was that desperate because I was like, man, I just, seriously, it's fifth, uh, the five seed. Like I said, round one win, division, uh, wild card, divisional loss, um, and just the same old. Now, if you look at the Dolphins, though, <laughs> it, okay, you beat. A team that can't play anyone and you beat them at home. So, I mean, as the fraud bowl off, I mean, both teams could still be frauds. 
Um, and yeah. the Dolphins now have a tough game this upcoming Sunday. If, if they beat the Ravens, they're the one seed, though. Right. right. They, if they if they beat the Ravens with a one seed, everyone has to go through Miami. That's mm-hmm. tough. That's tough. Now, I mean, I'm sure the Chiefs and the Bills can travel, but to go into Miami, the one seed, you get the automatic buy. You're probably playing a you know a crappy team first round. You're in the AFC. I mean, essentially one win at home. You're in the AFC Championship game. If they beat Baltimore, they could honestly go on a little. Are they winning? Are they winning the Super Bowl? Mm, probably not. But if they're the one seed, a lot could happen. They could make it. Um, I got a lot of confidence in Tua. Um, as you remember, Tua did very good against Georgia. Huh? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I think Tua can do it. I think Tua can win the big game. I think he's clutch. Um, I think he gets a lot of hate because he's a lefty. Uh, let's be real here. There's not a lot of lefty quarterbacks in the NFL. I think he gets a lot of hate because of it. He went uh, 24 for 37, 293 yards, a touchdown. Um, if Waddle and Hill are healthy, watch out, watch out. Cause I, I think if they're at home, you know, if they're in a dome or in warm weather, I think they can go far. If yeah. they got to go somewhere cold, they are screwed. Like if they got to go to Baltimore, you're screwed unless Baltimore is warm. I mean, you could get Baltimore on an off day. If you get Baltimore yeah. at 60 degrees, that's a whole different, but the way global warming's hitting right now and El Nino and all that. 100% they could get Baltimore warm weather. So that couldn't be too much of a problem. But if they have, if they lose the division to, uh, to Buffalo and they got to go to Buffalo or they got to go to Kansas City, um, different story. Mm-hmm. So, absolutely. But what are your thoughts on Tua? Do you think Tua is overrated? Do you think he's good? What do you think? I think, I think he's a good quarterback. I mean, I got him on my fantasy team. He gets me points. I like him for that. You know, when you, th- I mean, it's hard not to be good right now. I mean, you got Waddle and Hill on your team. Like you got both of those wide receivers. I don't know how you're you would have bad stats in general. I I I think like early on he had a few games where he struggled, but then they picked up Waddle and it's it, that's been a game changer for them. Waddle if Waddle didn't get hurt early on in that 2020 season for Alabama, Right, if he's if that if he's healthy that entire season, that that Florida game isn't close either, and it's just yeah. you might be talking the best team in college football history. That mm-hmm. team was unbelievable. I'm, well, I mean, actually, I think other Alabama teams might have been better, but they didn't win it. But that team did, and Waddle was such a cheat code on that team. When he's fully healthy and you unleash him, he is he's a real, very special player. Um, he's still early on in his career in Miami too, and he's in the shadow of Hill. But when he finally comes into his own and he becomes that guy, man, I think Waddle is very good. Um, and I think he's very underrated as a wide receiver. Um, I still don't know how much I trust the Miami running game, though. Mozart, I just – I don't know. I mean, I know he's had – he's had a great fantasy year. I think he's like the number two or number three back in fantasy. Um, he's a killer year. Um, I, think I don't know. The, I want to see – like, I think the, he's only getting those points because he's – Coming out of the backfield and getting passes from Tua. I just I don't know how much I trust. Like McDaniel is a uh, running game that was his, that was his specialty was the running game, and uh, I was actually um, in Miami for that game against um, Denver. Um, I was down there. I watched that game, that historic game where they absolutely just destroyed them. They put seventy on on the Broncos. 
I mean, I, we left during the fourth when they pulled Tua, we left. And I think I missed three touchdowns just walking in my car. It was that much of a slaughter. Um, and seriously, like, I, I felt like at that point, I was like, wow, this Miami team might never lose. <laughs> like, oh, my yeah. God, they're unbelievable. And since then, teams have figured them out. Um, you know, and I think if you had a name, like we had talked about earlier, like imagine you have Derrick Henry down there. I think you're, you're a legit contender. Um, I don't know. I don't know how much I trust Mozart. I, I don't know. Um, I don't know. But I'm who I do trust is Tyreek Hill. And I think if Tyreek Hill is healthy, I think I might give him the MVP this year. Um, I think if I, if I had to decide, I think you have McCaffrey. I think he's good. I think Tyreek Hill. And I think maybe Lamar Jackson. I think that's my three for an MVP at this point. Um I think Lamar is probably going to win it. I think Lamar is probably going to yeah. have the best team. I think he's going to be the one seed in the AFC. I think he's going to kind of – I think he cruises to the AFC championship game too, and I think he probably gets the MVP. Um, I think Lamar might actually be the best quarterback. Obviously, he's the MVP, but I think he's probably one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Um, you know, I, you know, Mahomes has a, a lot of skill, a lot of talent, but I think Lamar Jackson's right there too, and he gets a lot of hate. People don't like the way he throws. They say he's a running back. But Lamar is explosive, and he's kind of like a modern-day, like a present-day Michael Vick. Yeah, just not with all the dogfighting. Yeah, well, yeah, that's true, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's he's really good. And, like I said, um, so we got a couple more games here. We got uh, the Bears beat the Cardinals 27-16. Um, not really much it's to like, talk about there, but neither team's making the playoffs. Um, irrelevant game. Justin Fields is you know he's out at the end of the season i think if uh the bears draft their quarterback that they want and maybe he goes to the falcons i don't know i've been hearing rumors about that i don't think justin fields though is i think he could go somewhere else and succeed because i think fields isn't that bad that's the thing i don't think he's the problem in chicago you know no i don't think he's the problem i mean would you trade back that's the my, that's my question. Would you trade back and take Marvin Harrison? Is that gonna solve their issues? I don't know. Because I, I mean, mean the, the question is is Caleb Williams, and the thing is here is you know what Justin Fields is right now, right? But the thing is, is Caleb Williams, while he's on paper, he's got all the I mean, he could be a head case. I mean, he says he wants ownership or something. He seems to be every time he opens his mouth, he, he falls further and further down the draft board. But I mean, I don't know. I mean, because I think Marvin Harrison Jr. is a lock. I think he's a sure thing. I think he's the, like the most yeah. sure thing in this draft. I don't know. I, I wonder because the, the Bears have some pieces and they could trade that. I mean, they could be another team who's desperate. I mean, the I mean, the Bears have DJ Moore right now, right? And he was supposed to be the guy that, you know, uh, Fields was going to be throwing to. And so far, he's just not been doing it, you know? What about this trade? First overall pick straight up for Justin Herbert. Where that's I, I've, Anyone that's listening to this podcast right now, I think you want to take away that Justin <laughs> Herbert is probably the answer to your problems as a team in the NFL. <laughs> no, but, but think about Go it. Go get Justin Herbert. But think about it, though, because Caleb Williams stays in, stays in L.A., he won a Heisman at USC. You stay in LA. You get, the Chargers need fans, so you're going to get the USC crowd, right? He's definitely. Yep. He's, I mean, you could build around him. The Chargers are going to rebuild anyway. The Bears are kind of there. The Bears have assets. 
Yeah. Herbert's a good quarterback. He's he's definitely a franchise guy from what we've seen so far. So the Bears finally get their franchise quarterback. Do you do it? I mean, I think it's good for both teams. I mean, yeah. as long yeah. as Caleb Williams becomes a – I mean, as long as he's not completely mental and goes off the rails, I mean, he might be – that might be a perfect trade for both teams. And, I mean, if I'm Caleb Williams, I'm very happy with staying in Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah, and not having to play in Chicago. In yeah, I mean, I'm I'm very happy with that. Um, be ecstatic if I was saying you can stay right in the house you're living in now. You can just have this, the, the car is no issue. Everything just everything stays exactly the same. Uh, and he seems to be liking LA anyway. Um, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I seriously we consider it on the Chargers because I mean at this point, yeah. the Chargers going to do something. I mean, the Chargers are in the same boat as kind of with Buffalo. You got to do something wild. I mean, I had said for a, my long thing was the Bears should trade for Josh Allen. I've been saying it. For, I'm like, do that. I mean, because if because I feel as though the the Bills, the Chargers, they have to do something completely wild to get past Kansas City. Because like we'll talk about them. That's the next game we got to talk about is the Raiders. Yeah, Kansas City is struggling, and I do not know if Taylor Swift is a lucky is a good luck charm, a bad luck, or whatever. Uh, it seems like kind of since that circus has started, it seems like it's. The Chiefs have kind of faltered a bit. I definitely don't think it's her, but I don't know if the distractions with with Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, there might be some distractions in which. I mean, I'll say this: Matt Nagy is their offensive coordinator, was the head coach of the Bears. He's just not a good offensive coordinator. I don't think he's a good coach at all. I think that combined with you know the distractions of Taylor Swift and all that entails just is leading to, you know, the AFC uh, West just being wide open there. I mean, you you look at it and you're like, the Raiders and the Broncos could w- possibly win out and maybe win the division. I mean, the, I still think the Chiefs walk away with it, but the fact that the Raiders and the Broncos, with the seasons that they've dealt with so far, both of those teams are just within shouting distance of winning this division just shows you how far the, the chiefs have really fallen this season. And, but, but you know, all I'm, that can, I'm there but, for it, but all that considered all considered how much they've fallen and what they've lost. Still give me Pat, Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. I know he hasn't won a road playoff game because he's never had to, but we'll give me the chiefs. Season, in, right? give, give me the chiefs in the playoffs. Give Honestly, if you had you got to put money on someone, you got to put you got to risk something. Give me the Chiefs. I think. Yeah. I think they, they can. I mean, they are a wagon of enough. They're they're they have the they have the the um enough veterans and they got enough talent on that team to still win them a Super Bowl. And like they could click at the right time in the playoffs, they could totally turn on. They could not, but they totally could as well. Yeah. I'm never counting them out. Um. You know, the Raiders are also a rival as well. So, yeah, I think the Raiders are going to play up for that game too. Um, no, I think – I still think the Chiefs, though, are a contender. I, I think what's killing them is the wide receiver play. Mm-hmm. Um, not, to, not to mention Pacheco has been out hurt too. He's been dealing with some injuries. You get Pacheco healthy and some wide receiver can catch the damn ball. You just stay on sides and catch the ball. Mahomes is going to put it in your chest. Just catch the ball and stay on sides, and you're fine. I mean, I think Kadarius Tooney is on a hit list somewhere, honestly, with the drops that he's had and the offside play. Like, that's just and, – and you know what? That whole offside nonsense a few weeks ago, just 
absolute whiny, whiny babies. Patrick Mahomes, just be quiet. It, I mean, I I, I, I like on. Patrick Mahomes. I'm, I think he think, I think he's just a, a competitor. I think he was in the moment. He's lost a couple games in a row. He's definitely frustrated. I don't think he's whiny. I just think he's frustrated. He's lost a couple games in a row. Yeah, and I think I don't know. I still think he's a class act. Uh, and I think just not, it, it definitely wasn't a good look. I don't think that really changes much. But like, if we see more of it because he's losing, then maybe we'll see that he's who he's actually is. You know, I think how I think who he actually is, is a class act. I think I think he's. I don't know. I have. I think he's. A, I think he's a true professional. Everything I've heard up until this point, and I think he's facing adversity right now, and yeah. he's going through a rough patch and. I think he'll be fine, and I think that I think the Chiefs will be fine, and I think we'll close our eyes. It'll be the AFC Championship game, New York Chiefs Ravens, and suddenly it doesn't matter. Well, you, you know? know who's not a true professional is Sean Payton, and he was crying on Sunday when the Broncos lost to the Patriots. And I <laughs> he announced I today he's game. benched Russell Wilson for the. Oh year. yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> I, I I mean, Russell Wilson <laughs> is just gotten such the terrible deal he's gotten such a raw deal since he left seattle oh, was he ever was, was he ever a good quarterback everyone's wondering just because of all the nonsense that's been having with the broncos or, or, or was it or was it pete carroll just could yeah. make anyone look good he's made geno smith look pretty good and uh i mean just russell wilson took his hall of fame career and flushed it down the toilet and um at this point it is just the broncos have been in just the Bron- uh, just the Broncos have been a disaster. I mean, they they were a mess to start the year. Then they go on a win streak, and then they I can't believe they lost to the Patriots. I I could not believe what I was watching. I was like, John this Payton Patri- is just not a good coach. I'm just gonna say that right now. He is like, if you can't go into the Broncos with that team and get a wild card berth at the very least. In the AFC, which isn't really asking for a lot because there are a lot of bad teams in the AFC right now. Like, you're just not a good coach. I hate to say it. Didn't like you when you were on the Saints. Love seeing you lose. And you just looked lost out there. And Belichick was coaching circles around you. Yeah. I got to say, the thing about the Patriots is what's funny about this is by winning this game, you only hurt yourself. Right. The Patriots, I don't get it. I honestly don't understand Bill at this point. You got nothing left to play. You're out. You've been long eliminated. By losing, you get a better draft pick. I, I keep hearing on the all on the broadcasts that every time I hear he's out, which I the, the Boston Sports Radio is just so ridiculous. I, I don't know they're if you so, ever listened to such it. Drama queens. Oh my god. I mean, they've been calling for him to be fired since like week two. I yep. mean, just they all want him fired, which is amazing. I mean, he's won you six Super Bowls. And the people up here, okay, the people that are Patriots fans are so spoiled. Oh yeah. my god. They've won so much and they are so incredibly spoiled that they have now saying fire Bill Belichick. You are crazy. If I had six Super Bowls with the Cowboys, I would never want the I would never want the coach to go anywhere. This is stupid. They just they don't know what they got. They just they don't get it. Um, 
you have at one the end bad of the day, Bill Belichick is still the best the quarter... coach of all time. Yeah. It's just, he, 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 I get that maybe as a GM, he's been struggling, right? But he's, he's built a, his defense is good. The Patriots' defense is good. His offense is struggling. And he struggled to find a good offensive coordinator. And O'Brien is terrible. Absolutely yep. terrible. He was awful with Alabama. I was begging for him to be fired from the minute he was hired. He was awful. Absolutely awful. I and I never I, I never thought he was that good even when he was in the with the Patriots before too. And then he went and coached the Texans and then that was terrible. And then he had the whole like issue with DeAndre Hopkins and then you push him out and then you look like a clown at the like Bill O'Brien is just not not a good coach like no. wherever he's gone. No, he has not been He's not the answer. I mean, they, they messed up Mac Jones. I mean, they yeah. That, that's they messed him up. They didn't give him an offensive coordinator last year. They gave him Matt Patricia. <laughs> they gave him a defensive coordinator. That was awful. Then you give him O'Brien, who sucks. And just you put no weapons around him. Okay, of course. So Mac, you, you, you I mean, he's done. I mean, it just you ruined his career. Okay, you got no wide receivers whatsoever. Your tight end plays okay. Uh, your offensive line hasn't been very good at all, and y- you're running back Zeke Elliott. It, it's it's wild to me. It's it's really yeah. wild. Um, it just your offense sucks. If you could just get the offense, and then Zappy's looked okay. I mean, he went twenty five for thirty three, two hundred fifty six yards, two touchdowns. I mean, that's also the same defense that was torched by Miami. Um, so I mean. I don't know. Zappy's looking okay. Zappy's not the franchise guy either. There's a reason no. not one team claimed him was on the practice squad, right? So obviously they need a quarterback. And by winning this game, you push yourself further down the list. So now you're so Caleb Williams is probably out the door. You're not getting him now. So now it's either Drake May or Jaden Daniels. And um, to be honest, uh, what they did with Mac Jones, I don't know if they can turn any one of those into a franchise guy. I mean, just you know. Bill's saving grace is Josh McDaniels is is available. That's Bill's saving grace because somehow those two can work together and win. And that was really the only year he was here that Mac Jones looked good. So yep. congratulations, Bill. You're getting your guy back. He'll come back again. He'll bring him back. And luckily that next quarterback who they draft, it definitely won't be Mac Jones. Uh, whoever they bring in hopefully will have some success because at least – if there's anything Josh McDaniels can do, he can be an offensive coordinator. He's not a head coach, but he can be a coordinator. So, you know, who knows? Maybe the next guy will succeed. I feel bad for Mac Jones. I think he got a really raw deal in, in with the Patriots. And I hope Mac Jones goes somewhere else, and I hope he gets a second chance one day. And, um, you know, I really do. As for the Patriots, I am really enjoying the Patriots' fall from grace. Um it's it's been quite hilarious. I mean, the fans themselves are just nauseating. They're absolutely nauseating. They really are, and they just you know they just they just don't understand what it's like to lose. They really don't. No. Um, you know, and there's just they're gonna taste this you know, for a while. So get used to it. Welcome to the clubs. Yeah, exactly. They'll know what it's like. I mean, once they have a couple losing seasons in a row, they'll know what it's like. Um, get humbled. Yes. Get humbled. Exactly. Um, so we got a couple more games we didn't talk about. We didn't talk about. We briefly touched on the Giants, Eagles. Um, I mean, Jalen isn't it, Hurts anyone not surprised? looking good. What did you say? 
I said, anyone surprised the Eagles won this game? I mean, the Giants are terrible, but Jalen Hurts just looks like he's been exposed. You're right. Yeah, I, I, I feel bad for him. Um, I actually I do and I don't. I hate the Philadelphia Eagles. I really do. Um, so it it's you know I, I feel bad for Jalen. You know maybe you know maybe the hopefully and my hope is the Eagles cut him. He goes somewhere else. He goes somewhere like San Francisco or something and just dominates. Um, but um, yeah, he's he's been exposed a little bit. Um, I think he's probably out of the race for the MVP at this point. Um, you know I I think I think he's a good quarterback though. Don't get me wrong. I think he is a very good quarterback. I just think he's been exposed a little bit. I think the Eagles need a better offensive coordinator. Yeah, I think um, they're too predictable right now. Um, I mean, Jalen Hurts has good stats, but he's just not not putting up the numbers that you need. You want to see. I mean, 300 yards is good, but one touchdown, one interception. I mean, I don't really think that's that's really it there. Um, I don't think that I really don't see the Eagles go into the NFC championship game this year. I, I mean, I think they struggle in the playoffs. I think there's a lot of teams that could really beat them. Like I, I think Detroit could win against them. Um, I mean, I think that the Cowboys could beat them. They already did. The 49ers can go ahead and beat them. They already did the Rams. I mean, uh, Whoever comes out of the NFC South probably is not going to win against the Eagles, but everybody else, I think, really could could absolutely beat them as a realistic uh, chance for them to lose. So, this, uh, this is my thing with Philly. Yeah. While the games are close, they win football games. They find mm-hmm. ways to win. When it gets tough, they find these ways to win at the end of the game. I think I think they're one of the most complete teams in the league. I think that defense is legit. Um. Carter is a beast. My God, he's a beast. Um, I don't know. I think they're one of the most complete teams in the league still. Yeah, they've been on a couple games skid, sure. All good teams are going to go through that. Um, I I think right now it's not crazy to think they could still get the one seed. And if they get the one seed, man, I don't know. I uh, I think even without it, I think they can win. I think they can travel. I think Philly can travel to San Francisco. They lost to him once. I don't know if they're going to lose to him a second time. I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah. I no. think. I think. I really think if it was me, and I and I think right now, I think the Eagles are actually still winning the NFC. I think they've struggled, but in games that were close, a lot of times they've won. Really, there is no team in the league this year that is that much better than everyone else because even San Francisco was humbled this week. Everyone's been humbled. So I don't think there's that one team that's that that much better. One week, Miami looks like the best team ever assembled, and then they lose to the Bills the next week. You know, then they get killed by the Bills, right? And the Bills didn't have that good. So there's really no one that's that good. But I think the Eagles have the roster to do it. Um I think, they, and I think their defense will travel. I think their team itself will travel. And if I think they win the NFC, I do. I think they're back in the Super Bowl. But I, I think, I think the AFC probably is a better conference. And I think the Ravens could beat them. Um, the Ravens could beat them. I think the Chiefs could beat them again. Uh, and I actually think if the Bills got there, the Bills could probably take it as well. Um, but you know, I don't know. Uh, Actually, the Bills could beat them with uh, Kyler Murray, not uh, Josh Allen. <laughs> but uh, anyone other than Josh Allen. But I, I, I still think the Eagles win the NFC. I think they're that good. 
Um, And the San Francisco has just shown flashes at some point. Uh, You know, you know, Shanahan very well from from his time in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. He just, he can't win it. It's just something. Yeah. He gets to that point and he just starts doing bonehead stuff. I mean, I, he was in the Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo, right? And he was in the same position and he still was throwing the ball instead of running time off the clock when you have a lead. And I, I still think he's going to continue to do that. And if San Francisco wants to win a Super Bowl, then I got to tell you, Shanahan's not the guy. He's a great coach. Don't get me wrong. He's just not going to take you to the promised land. I learned that very early on. Back Something crazy happened, and I had a Christmas miracle, right? I was playing. I was trying to make it to the finals of my uh, fantasy league. Brock Purdy needed five points. All he needed was five points, and I lose. He got two-something. I thought I lost. I literally – I didn't even – I didn't want – I was so upset about it. I was like, oh, I didn't lost. I um, I went to bed early. I sent my commissioner – we had a $50 buy and I sent him the 50 bucks. I said, I'll see you next year. And uh, I woke up in the morning. The first text I read was from the commission. He's like, I'm playing you in the finals here. I sent you your money back. I was like, what are you talking about? All there Purdy needed. Purdy couldn't get five fantasy points. It's unreal. This, four this game took Brock Purdy out of the MVP argument. I mean, like he was kind of there. He was benched for Donald. Yeah. Sam Donald had to come and just like, what is going on? Um, But this was, Purdy, you're not the MVP, and um, Lamar Jackson, you are the MVP. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I have a coworker who had placed like a $5 bet. Um, It's like $5 to win like 85 for Lamar Jackson for the MVP. And uh, after that game, like, he could, he could, uh, he could, um, he could cash out now for like 40 bucks or something. So pretty much like he's going to be the, I mean, the clear favorite at this point to win the MVP. Um, get a great game too. He went 23 for 35, 252 yards, two touchdowns. And then rushing, he went seven uh, carries for 45 yards. He averaged um, 6.4 yards a carry. He, he killed it. And yeah, I mean, I, I think the Baltimore Ravens are going to win the Super Bowl. I think Lamar Jackson's going to win the MVP. I think they're the best team in football. And, and it's just ironic looking back at this past offseason where Lamar Jackson was a free agent and all these teams went to him and there was a lot of slander going around about how Lamar Jackson couldn't throw it. Lamar Jackson can't run. It was only a runner. Lamar Jackson's not going to win your games. Well, he's silenced all the haters, I think. Or the haters are just now ignoring reality, which they usually do. Uh, and yeah, I think Lamar Jackson wins the MVP. I think he goes to win the Super Bowl, and he joins elite company of Kurt Warner being the only MVP to win a Super Bowl. Really, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I one hundred percent agree. And and with that. I think we're getting close to the end of this podcast. We've gone on for a while. If people mm-hmm. are still listening, thank you for listening. Yes, thanks um, for listening. So this is our first episode, hopefully the first of many. Um, we have a lot of stuff we want to do. We want to cover later on. Like, we'll definitely in the future, we're going to have more of hockey segments. We'll have more NBA segments. Um, 
you know, Dallas has a hockey team unlike Atlanta, so there'll be a lot of Dallas stars. Um, basketball, the Mavericks, the Hawks will cover it. We'll break all that down. Um, we're also going to have a Ted Lasso segment where um, we'll cover some little uh, English Premier League a little bit. Uh, I am a West Ham supporter, so we will talk about that in the future as well. We got a bunch of stuff to hope the com- we're coming your way. We hope you stay listening to us. This is our first episode, so um, we hope to only get better. Uh, hopefully, I have I fixed my mic issue for the next episode. Uh, so stay, please stay with us. Um, closing remarks for tonight, though. Um, how about the Los Angeles Dodgers? I just I want to talk about that um, before we go. Of course, you do. Wow. Wow. They land <laughs> Yamamoto and Otani. Like, come on. I mean, this is insane what they're paying. I mean, it, that it, roster. You guys is are going to be in poverty like in that, 10 that, years. You're going to run out of money. He's absurd. So, my goodness. I, That's a lot of money for you to spend just to lose in the divisional round. Oh my goodness! I mean, we'll we're gonna talk about the Dodgers. I I I always love watching the Dodgers. I get a kick out of them. They always spend money. Um, definitely, uh, I I like Mookie Betts and stuff from his Red Sox days. Watching him a lot. I mean, it's just the Dodgers are something. There's there's something else. You got Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman. I love to bust you about Freddie Freeman. I am I am really I really hope it's a Dodgers Braves. NLCS just so I could sit here and troll you. I just I can't wait. I can't wait. Um, I love using the Dodgers to troll you. I absolutely love it. Um, man, I just <laughs> it's unreal. This this roster is just. I don't know how they're gonna. I don't know. It's unreal. They should totally win multiple World Series. How are they gonna lose? Is the question because is, they are. Gonna, just, I don't see them. To. I don't see them going to win a World Series. Baseball is so unpredictable. It's just there's there's no way. I just they're gonna eventually they're gonna win one. It's just um I just want to know where this owner has all this money. He owns Chelsea too, and he's been spending a fortune. I think he's somehow wrapped up in oil money. I don't know if he's backed by the Saudis. I th- it's I always think the Saudis. Is. There's something something's going on there. I mean, because he is spending so much money. Yeah. I mean that Otani contract. Is- it's wild. I mean, there used to be that a time deferred money is is what's insane to me. Not just the number, but like the fact that he's not going to see that money until like the end of his contract, basically. Which is totally a tax move. He's going to take it all yeah. back to Japan. That's a mm-hmm. total tax move, I bet. But um, I mean, when we were growing up, it was the Yankees that used to spend, right? And like it's been the last like five or so years that the Dodgers have been buying everybody, and it's got to the point now that it's just it's ridiculous. I mean, it's like yeah. It's, I mean, it's almost like it's going to be a one-team league. It's going to be like the MLS with Inter Miami with Messi, Luis Suarez, and all them. I mean, you. It's like you the literally... opposite. The Braves are the opposite there. I mean, they're like underpaying the their players and getting like super friendly contracts for. I mean, they're signed through like twenty-five, twenty-seven. It, but you know what's going to happen in twenty-five and twenty-seven? Yeah, they're the Dodgers are going to come calling and they're going to take them from you. I mean, yeah, it's just, of course. <laughs> I mean, they're just going to buy everybody. I mean, they're just the sky's the limit with them. I mean, at some point, the bubble's going to burst and they got to they got to go bankrupt. But they're going to get a couple World Series by doing it. Yeah. I mean, 
the 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 old boys of summer, like that team from the fifty, they're back. They're gonna be back, and it's gonna be fun to watch. I'm really hoping for Rangers Dodgers World Series, and I could just kind of sit there. I, I hope they knock out your Braves, just so I could sit here and just laugh and just, you know, it, it'd be funny. It'd be good. We'll see. We will uh, see, won't we? <laughs> we will definitely see. On that note, we'll be. Uh, we hope to get another episode out quick. We're gonna try to do it once a week, maybe once every other week. Uh, so please stay tuned. Thank you for listening. I hope you made it all the way to the end. We got a lot more coming. And um, as we said, uh, make sure congratulations to our Blueberry Bowl teams. And uh, like I Duke. said, <laughs> SMU. And uh, I'm going to try to see if I can get some uh, sound bites at the uh, Fenway Bowl. Hopefully it's not raining too bad. Um, if you are watching TV tomorrow, you got nothing. Tune in to Fenway Bowl, 11 a.m. Eastern. Uh, 10 a.m. Central um, for SMU, um, Boston College, Fenway Bowl. Check it out. All right. Thank you, everyone. Have a good, Thanks. Have a good week.